Oscar goes to Al Pacino in Center of the Um, <clears throat> you broke my streak. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> Hi, Maddie. Hi, Lara. It's, it, we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we're back. The boys are back. <laughs> we are back. Yeah. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to a very special episode of Al Pacino. Normally, this is a podcast about Al Pacino. Al Pacino. <laughs> it's a podcast about Al Pacino. It's a podcast about Al Pacino. But today, it is not. It is a podcast about movies broadly 2020 movie. awards season the movies of 2020 yeah and 2020 that's true on where yeah. you live i guess because sound of metal just came out here like just yeah. came out here this week which is crazy because it feels like it was at i think it was at london film festival not maybe last year i don't know time is goo whatever anyway because it's in <laughs> london film festival like november right so it would have been yeah 2019 maybe or was it 2020? Yeah. I don't think it was 2020. I think it, I think it was 2019. Yeah. I don't think it was at the festival this year. Anyway. I don't remember. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting distracted during the preamble. Like, oh God. It's, It started. It started. <sighs> it started. <laughs> we were like, we're going to be tight. Like, this one's going to be like, we're going to wrap yeah, it up. Yeah. It's going to be so, yeah. like... We always structured. we always say that, and it never happens. I mean, not always. I think there was some awareness on the Godfather no, one, so we're we'll like, this is it. not going to happen. But <laughs> we're going to make it work. Oh but God. I mean, should we like give the backstory of how this episode has come to be? Sure. Or, like, sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> we were like, we want to talk about award season. We want to talk about our favorite movies of the year and our favorite performances of the year because mostly because we're like enthusiastic about this stuff and it's fun to talk about. But also because, you know, it's like a nice thing to do, you know, while everyone's talking about awards. And I guess it, it makes sense in some, you know, capacity in the context of this podcast because we like talking about, you know, the the, the film industry yeah, and yeah. like, you know, the award, the way awards kind of play into that kind of thing. So we were like, yeah, we'll do like a little end of, you know, award season episode. And we recorded for... Close to four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt completely insane at the end. Yeah, we both felt just unhinged. Yeah. Um, and then I edited it for 
basically the good part of a day and then my laptop crashed and we lost all of it <laughs> it just gone went, but not forgotten vanished. truly gone but not forgotten all that all R. that exists is the the minions clip that we posted on twitter <laughs> yeah. the penguins of madagascar <laughs> which is great i'm really glad that that's the yeah thing yeah that that's we the have. most important part i reckon like the rest of it we can we can recreate but that was just a like flash in the pan like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so it's lost a time, and like initially, I was going. We were going to like try and just release the Zoom yeah. recording, but then I had an idea that was like, okay, well, why don't we do it like this instead? Because then we get to do something that's sort of new, mm-hmm. so it's not boring, and it's basically on theme with the you know the thing that we're gonna put out anyway yeah and a better version of it i think it's a it's yeah exactly a a distilled version of what we were trying to talk about like anyway yeah exactly we've basically been really great self-editors we've been like this is a better way to do this yeah and so here we are here we are that welcome to the first annual second (laughs) first First annual Pochino Awards. Yeah. It's the Chinos. It's the, it's the Chinos. It's the, like, um, what is it? Films? What is the what is the like Oscars thing? It's like Hollywood's greatest night or something like that. Oh, is Hollywood's it? biggest That's night. It. That's what it is, yeah. Um, this is Hollywood's smallest night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's two people like talking about movies. Oh, dear. But, yeah. And like, that works. That's a that's a double pun because it's Chino. Oh yeah, excellent. Ah, genius. <laughs> so welcome to Hollywood Smallest Night. Welcome to Hollywood Smallest Night. It is fully light outside, so that's <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a good start. It, for some reason, it feels like more insane that it's light outside. It really does. Like, normally, yeah. we record it like during darkness. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, oh my god, I can see everything. I can see you. <laughs> like, it's yeah, just... yeah, it's too much. We need to be just plunged yeah. into like. <laughs> You'd like like lamp lamp level lighting, not like yeah. sunlight. Yeah, we need to like like candles. Yeah. Like we need to yeah. just sit like we're you know eighteenth century poets. Yeah, the ambience is wrong. It's it's not it's not yeah. right. Oh dear. Um, so yeah. here's what we're gonna do, right? Yeah. Here's what yeah. we're doing. One of the things that I feel like the issues I was having is that like when I was looking back at this year, and I guess this is a way to kind of talk about how weird twenty twenty mm. has been for movies overall is that when I was like putting together my categories you know best actor best actress etc etc it was kind of like I was finding a bunch of stuff that I was sort of that I kind of liked Mm. but I didn't love Mm. it was a lot of kind of things that I felt very middling about and you know it was kind of just like I needed to pad those categories out and it's not that interesting to talk about stuff that you're sort of like middling on unless you have a really good take on it and so like the best way i thought the best way to do this would be to like essentially so we've essentially done away with like categories really for the acting yeah basically yeah for the acting yeah we've just gone like okay we're gonna have our 10 favorite performances this year yeah no real gender restrictions like as many or as few as you like the only rule is that we're only allowed four oscar nominees right yeah, like so there can't be that much overlap two women and two men i think was what we said yeah yeah, yeah one from each category yeah. is the idea so that like we can kind of bring some more interesting picks to the table yeah. and like talk about some stuff that people aren't really talking about yeah. and 
bring more enthusiasm and less like chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I imagine the chaos is still going to be here, but that's but... true. The chaos is always present. It's lingering, like you know, <laughs> it's just like surrounds us it's wherever true. we go. It's true. But yeah, and we're doing, instead of doing other stuff, we're doing just picture, yeah, like best picture, yeah. and we're doing an ensemble award, and that's it. You this know. is, yeah, a, a podcast about actors, about an actor, but you yeah, know, acting. Exactly. So. Acting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's what we're going to do. Mm. It's really, I'm really looking forward to it. Because I feel like, like I said before we started recording, our picks have probably been shuffled around a bit. Yeah. We probably dropped some people and brought some people in yeah. that we had been thinking about or, you know, kind of had as a runner-up. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to re-go. Even though it's like we're really to re-relitigate. <laughs> I can't talk. Like, what's happening? Am I like a stroke? Like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, no. I'm, like, trying too hard to be serious, and so I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> my body's rejecting it. <laughs> Oh dear. Relitigating. Oh dear. Relitigating. There you go. Our previous <laughs> picks. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. We made it we made it through the intro. We did it. We made it. Oh. But it's just yeah, it's interesting because you know, I think that in terms of what we like what we like about movies mm-hmm. and what we like about the film industry, it's kind of strange to sort of you know it's it's you have kind of a love-hate relationship with the yeah. oscars i think yeah. because like i love the oscars for what they are which is silly yeah, yeah. <laughs> like fundamentally i don't think they ever when they get it right it is so very rare yeah like, it's yeah. such a miracle when you get a moonlight or yeah. a parasite yeah. like when you get a movie that is both genuinely really good and is <laughs> agreed upon to be the best yeah. of these movies yeah. and it's you know it's really interesting to kind of just you know we all get so caught up in it every year and it's so like silly fundamentally you're like none of this means anything (laughs) none of this like nobody sees that's the thing that they always bring up it's like nobody sees these movies and it's like (laughs) people do see them they're just like (laughs) it's just uh, for some reason we've decided that like this is what constitutes an oscar movie and it just doesn't you know, it isn't necessarily representative of anything. It's so, like, old-fashioned. But you look back and you're like, oh, yeah, these probably were the best movies of, like, 1973 yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But, like, now you're like, oh, great, now I have to sit here and think about Hillbilly Elegy <laughs> for four months. Like, yeah. You know, it's strange. For the purpose of this podcast, um, Al, you know, doesn't have a great history with the Oscars. No, he has a terrible history with the Oscars. A really terrible history with the Oscars. And, uh, you know, it's uh, sad for him that he, you know, lost all those Oscars he probably should have won. I mean, who was he... Do you know... How much can you tell me off the top of your head mm. about Al's, like, nomination history? How many times has he been nominated? Lots. Like, ten times, maybe. Something like that around there you could look it up for me <laughs> i'm i'm looking at it right now but but like because i mean in the 70s it was like he got nominated for the godfather he got nominated for serpico he got nominated for godfather 2 he got nominated for uh dog day and then i think again for injustice for all and then like nothing until <laughs> he got nominated for dick tracy yes 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 wild. he's great <laughs> in, out of he's town. so good in dick tracy that was like that was the same year as Godfather 
three as well. So he was in he was in lead and supporting that year. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, and didn't win either. And then when he actually won in '92, he was like, "You broke my streak." They nominated him for three. Really? I think wow. so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. That's why three. I think three when it came out was well received. People like said me like three, yeah. And to be honest, like even if three had been badly received, they were probably gonna throw him in them. Like because yeah. they nominated him for one and for two. Like it's not gonna. I wonder if there. if he's if it's the most nominations someone's had for playing the same character. Hmm, that's an interesting question. I can't. Maybe. I don't know who, because sequels don't really get that much attention at the Oscars, and people don't yeah. like reprise roles as much in that kind of way. I wonder. It's really. Just want to say it's really messed up that they ran him in supporting for the Godfather. It's so it's crazy. So I think I even say this on the Godfather episode, but it's just offensive. It's just like, how dare it's you? Weird. Like, if anyone is like, surely Brando is supporting. I know he's on the poster, but he's not in half the movie. Like, come on, come on. Yeah, but they nominate like the whole cast of the exactly Godfather, right? like. It's basically everybody, you know, because it's like him and Duval yeah, exactly. and James Carr. Yeah, and Brando. But it's like you could have put him and Pacino in lead. Like, that would be fine. Yeah, that would be fine. I don't know. Uh, oh, dear. Category fraud. Category fraud. But no, yeah, he just he just lost a lot. There's a lot of, I think I've said this on an episode before, but like, there's a lot of like, you watch clips of other people winning Oscars and you're like, oh, there's Al losing an Oscar. Like, anytime it's the 70s, you're like, you're like. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Shall, shall I do the list? I have the list oh, for sure. you. Here we go. So he has been uh, nominated. Oh, there's a separate. He has a separate Wikipedia. Yeah, he does. He does. List of <laughs> awards and nominations received by Al Pacino. Ah, oh, look, look at this amazing. Um, oh, luxury magician. Luxury magician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is great. We'll put that in the. Oh, it's notes. phenomenal. <laughs> this great. I'll, it's a great GQ article by someone talking about his luxury magician award season style, and it is one of the <laughs> best pieces of fashion writing I've possibly oh, ever read. So, like, great. But yeah, every... Here we go. So we've got The Godfather in 73, Serpico in 74, Godfather Part 2, Dog Day Afternoon, And Justice for All, Dick Tracy, Glengarry Glenn Ross, Son of a Woman, and The Art... Oh, he did get... Because I was thinking about that today. I was like, did he get nominated for The Irishman? And he did. All three of them did. he did. All three of them did. And all of them deserve... Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're about to say Al didn't deserve (laughs) me. I definitely think Maybe that Pesci, Pesci and De Niro deserve more than Al, definitely. Yeah, Pesci, Pesci is my guy from that movie. Like, I love that Pesci performance so much. Our Irishman episode is going to be... Oh my because god, I you thought the Godfather episode was going to be long. Hold on to your horses, children. The like... Irishman is like a, like, a, like an imperfect movie that I have thought about so much. Like, I just like... I love it so deeply, and it also is the reason this podcast exists. So, like, we'll have to um, spend months talking about just every week is just another Irishman episode until we run out of stuff to talk about. We'll do Irishman week. Yeah, we'll yeah. Like, like Heat Week, Heat Week, and Irishman week. Heat Week and Irishman week. <laughs> Did you know he has a DGA award for outstanding documentary directorial achievement? Is that for looking for Richard? Yeah, that's, that's, that's wild. Good for him. It's not that good, guys, but whatever. I'm sure it's not that good. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. But... I'm certain of that. He has a lot of Golden Globes, though. Yeah. They gave him a, glo- they gave him a globe for Serpico. They gave him a globe for Scent of a Woman. 
Uh, so yeah, just, uh, and and uh, for a couple of like uh, TV stuff, TV stuff, nice. Angels in America. Yeah, he's got an Emmy Good for that him. as well. With Angels in America. Oh yeah, cool. So there's this cats. It's about cats. Oh. <laughs> Cats, it's about cats. I can't wait for you to watch Angels in America. It's so good. Me too. Man. Me too. I'll have to watch the like because I've got I think bootlegs of like the the actual people like, like the stage. Theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Garfield, but I haven't seen them. Yeah. yeah. He was double nominated by BAFTA in 1976 in an actor. That's really he, interesting. There's a video of him winning that with um mm-hmm. God, what's her name? She's in Alice doesn't live here anymore. The lead in that. Ellen Burstyn? Is it Ellen Burstyn or is it? Oh my god, I think, yeah, it's Ellen Burstyn. But it's funny because they're, they're both just, they're both like sitting in, in like just a room because they're not at the BAFTAs, they're just in America. And Sean Connery is just standing <laughs> there and <laughs> and he's like just holding the BAFTAs and he just turns and they're like both, they obviously knew they were going to win and they're just both sitting there and he just hands it to each of them and they say a little speech and Al is so like softly spoken and like sweet and it's great. <laughs> and yeah, and they mentioned that he's double nominated because it was like Godfather 2 must have come out in the same year as Dog Day yeah, Afternoon. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's Dog Day Afternoon and Part 2, so good for BAFTA. Nice job. And they're, they actually, not, both of those two are... Um, in charge of the actor studio now together. Oh, Gino really? and, and Burstyn. Oh, yeah. That's rad. Which is Good, nice. for them. Good for Good them. Good for them. Anyway. Um. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, BAFTAs. <laughs> BAFTAs are tonight. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Will I watch the BAFTAs? Maybe I I'll watch know. the BAFTAs. But the BAFTAs actually have interesting nominees this year. Like, it's not all just like Oscar precursors. Like, it's actually, there's interesting people, which is nice. It's, yeah, basically this whole, like, Award season is nonsense, but we need it to survive. Like <laughs> that's the gist of things. Yes, yeah, yeah, really. yeah. I need it to mark a new year and then to have something to look forward yeah. to as soon as it ends. Yeah, yeah. For my personal well-being, I need to see the signs. Yeah. I need to see them. Yeah, <laughs> all yeah, of them together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did he go to the ceremony last year? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's a picture of um, that I keep coming up on my Instagram of Bradley Cooper like doing like this kind of thing with his hand. <laughs> And then Al is behind him doing the same thing. And then De Niro is behind Al. And it's just like the three of them like stacked in this picture. <laughs> anyway, he did go. He was he had a, he looked, he looked great, I guess. <laughs> he, looked, he looked great, quote unquote great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pesci didn't grow, go, which I guess maybe is why he didn't win. I think I was broadly like happy with everyone who won Oscars last year, but I can't remember like... If anyone, I was really invested. There weren't in. any surprises. Like I think it was one of those ones where it was like kind of decided, pre- especially the acting was like pretty far out. Yeah. You know, like these are the people that are going to win. But yeah. But yeah, none of this will happen at the first annual Chino Awards. It will be full of surprise and intrigue. Um. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and everyone's a winner. It's know? true. It's true. They all get a little tiny trophy to take home. <laughs> oh God! I just remembered that. The little Oscar I made. Oh my god! <laughs> he just compressed the image. Just like, yeah. oh my god! We have to post it. It's terrible, but we have to post it. <laughs> oh god! It's already deranged. Uh, okay. Oh boy. Should we get into it? Should yeah. we like whip our lists out? Yeah. Let's do, let's it. do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's let's time. do it. <laughs> All right. Here okay. we go. It's the Pochino it Ten. Is. Just our top ten actors performances of the year that's it like no no frills nothing fancy they can be supporting actors they can be lead actors they can be male they can be female they can be whatever they like yeah but they are the best okay do you want to start or would you like I me can to start? start 
Okay. In alphabetical order. Kingsley Benadir in One Night in Miami. Chadwick Boseman in The Five Bloods. Morvis Clark in Saint Maud. Yoon Jung in Minari. Daniel Kaluuya in Judas and the Black Messiah. Delroy Lindo in The Five Bloods. Jonathan Majors in The Five Bloods. Francis McDormand in Nomadland. Elizabeth Moss in Shirley. David Strathairn in Nomadland. My 10 is uh, Delroy Lindo in The Five Bloods. John Magaro in First Cow. Daniel Kaluuya in Judas and the Black Messiah. Mads Mikkelsen in Another Round. Stephen Yeun in Minari. Maria Bakalova in Borat's subsequent movie film. I'm not going to do the whole title. I made this joke last time. I was like, I'm going to do the whole title, and then I couldn't find the whole title. <laughs> Frances McDormand in Nomadland. Sidney Flanagan in Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. Morford Clark in Saint Maud. And Evan Rachel Wood in Cajolionaire. Oh. There we go. Excellent. Excellent. So let's just carry on. No. Um, <laughs> That's it. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Bye. Uh, so who do we both do have? That's how we know. That's a good place yeah, to start. I who can't. do we both have? Um, Dara Lindo, Francis McDormand, Morfid Clark. Is that it? Oh, and Daniel. Danny. Postman Patawayo. Postman fucking Patawayo. Postman Pataway is also really good. <laughs> oh my god. I love fucking Pataway. We have to link that in the in the show notes. It's we will. So we good. Will. Um God. Should we, oh, should, we, should, we him? should we should we do Daniel first? I mean, what's there to say? He's just the best. He's so amazing in that movie. And he He's has such it's such a he, he's just the best like what is there to say it's just like he's been so consistently good for so long and yeah. it's just like I, i'm like mixed on this movie i don't yeah, have like too. i have some like i have issues with it like capital yeah. i issues with it but he's just so good like just so you're just like and maybe the root of my issue with the movie is that it's like I kind of just wish it was like the biopic about mm-hmm. him and it would probably be a less yeah. interesting movie because I really enjoy that it's like not biopicy in that sense like it's not like yeah. this is this person and they grew up in you know blah, blah 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 and like it's just doing all the like biopic stuff which is like not interesting I really like that it's like this little chunk of that's history. I think a good way to do that kind of thing right like about like it's difficult to make it I mean it's not to social network constantly but <laughs> to to choose like a point in someone's life that was very important and to just talk about that rather than trying to be like this is this person's entire like arc of their life especially if someone like lived a long time which obviously fred hampton didn't but like yeah no i it that movie is weird it's weird it's it's got a lot of like good stuff but also i don't know it's a mess it's a real mess yeah but he's not a mess he's phenomenal in it he's yeah he's so great he balances so much of and i like that we're gonna get to talk about one night in miami uh because i feel like in a weird way they're movies that have a lot of overlap in terms of their representation of of figures of this kind where it's like he feels it's really interesting to see him both like kind of performing you know doing like the speeches and like the rallies Mm. and kind of being this you know this like big significant political figure and like this amazing kind of like band leader almost like he's just you know he's so compelling to watch and to listen to and then you get to see kind of these quieter moments and like 
like you get to see him more stripped back and more vulnerable and like sensitive and it's just so <laughs> he's got such range like he truly can <laughs> can just do it all like it's all so uh, he's just like one of the most kind of compelling people to watch in anything like you just see him on screen and you're like oh this is great like you love to look at him what can i yeah. say <laughs> yeah you, you can't look away and that's a movie star right like you just want to watch them do anything and you'd be like this is great and yeah. and yeah and that he can play i mean i was thinking about like get out in comparison to like that performance and it's just com- like utterly and completely different like mm. but he can have that kind of immense like power that he has in judas and the black messiah and the like presence that he has in that and then like that you feel so like protective of him in in get out and like so like afraid for him in that way which which you sort of do in like Judas and the Black Messiah, you're like afraid for him, but it's not. I don't know. He seems he's just such a like strong figure that it's not like it just doesn't come off in the same way. I don't know how to explain that properly. And it's interesting. I think it's a lot of. I think that issue is maybe kind of an issue with the casting, which I know that some people have had a problem with the fact that he's like you know him and Lakeith yeah. are kind of too old to be playing. Fred Hampton yeah. and the informant whose name I've forgotten, which is really unfortunate. Um, they're kind of too old to be playing these people at this point in their lives. Yeah. And so maybe if they were being played by younger actors, that wouldn't necessarily be as much of a hitch. Like you would feel more instant, instinctively sort of protective of them because you're like, this is like a 20 year old. Why are you yeah. like putting yourself in these incredibly dangerous positions when you're like a little baby? Like don't, don't do that. But yeah, he's so, he's so great in it though. Like all the kind of flaws of that issue aside, like he is so far from being one of them. It's such a, such a compelling performance and yeah he's he's great i love how um like the skins kids have come so far (laughs) totally yeah i was just thinking that the the boys the boys from skins like they've just done done so well for themselves well not all not yeah but like the 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 dev patel daniel here and nicholas holt like three excellent boys who are excellent three excellent boys three excellent boys i think daniel's like the the one like of of them like i i love the other two and like Dev Patel, I think, if he got the right project, I was hoping the Green Knight, like, I mean, we'll, we'll see if the Green Knight is like that for Dev Patel, but, like, when will the just Green to Knight get something out? that, like, really, yeah, when will the Green Knight come out? I want <laughs> it, so, the Green I need Knight. it, please. <laughs> Del Rolando, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, like, <laughs> where this, to is, begin? this performance is so hard to talk about, because I don't know how to talk without being, like, it's just monolithic, like, it's just, it's just, it's seismic i don't know how to talk about it without being like hyperbolic in that way like it's just without it's... sounding like you're talking about something that exploded you know it's no like, literally yeah like, <laughs> like a natural disaster like but like in a good way which is like mm, i just it's just it's just phenomenal he's yeah Every single member of the Academy should go to jail for not nominating him. Literally. <laughs> like, they should abolish prisons, but also they should go to jail. Like, I don't just, know what else. Just, for the, just one jail in the world, and it's just for the Academy for that. <laughs> just, like, a couple of days to atone for their sins, and then they can come yeah. out again. I yeah, just... Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> they need to write him, like, a sad letter. Like, they need to yeah, be like, we are yeah. so sorry. And they, you'll have to individually hand sign it. Yeah. Like... A beautiful handwritten note. Like, it just... How? How? I don't. How? Like, I it's... Don't. Uh, 
it's so great. <laughs> it's so great. And it's so, like, you know, we're going to talk about ensembles later, but it's mm-hmm. such a... And, I mean, you've got, like, three people nominated from me. I, I thought about it while I said, I'm like... But the thing is that the person that I would have dropped out of it would have been Chadwick Boseman, but I think he's he's just... Like, I want to talk about him, and I want to talk about, like, that performance and that kind of, like, like that role he was in, so I can't. So I just, like... Whole cast, like... Whole cast. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but No, but Lindo is, like, is... is the the heart of that movie, like the reason. I mean, everyone in that movie is playing. I mean, probably less so Bozeman. I mean, he's almost playing off Bozeman. I mean, we'll talk about Bozeman later. But like, otherwise, everyone is just reacting to Lindo and and his character's like actions and and things that he says and and all of that kind of thing. And and I don't know. I just I just think it's like to to be willing to be a character that is as like broken as this character is and is as like just. To, so far gone from from who he was and and to play it with like enough empathy and enough nuance that like you can still even though he's like spouting all this trump stuff and he's like shitty to his son and like all of and his friends and all this kind of thing but you still like want him to get better like you want him to figure it out like and that's i think down to lindo and like the amount of just so much in his face just the great like this like it's quite i think he has like a big face but there's just like a lot like a lot in there i don't know it just just so good yeah it's really impressive it's such a like he covers so much ground both thematically and like performance wise like he does so many kind of he gets to be funny he gets to be sad he Mm. gets to be angry he gets to be like this like incandescent kind of like insane you know he does that obviously the kind of big showpiece monologue that yeah. he does to camera is just such it's so yeah it's just so amazing just such a yeah such a feat and like like you say this is really a movie so much about trauma and about like mm, unprocessed yeah. trauma and a very specific kind of trauma relating to uh you know a story that like isn't told very often or isn't yeah. thought about very often like you know it's a part of you know like this is the only vietnam movie i can think of that's about black people and totally. that's kind Same. of crazy yeah. Yeah. when you think about the fact that vietnam is so present in american culture yeah. to the extent you know the, the massive extent that it is you know and the fact that that's the only movie this is basically the only movie that i can think of i don't know if it is the only movie but it's certainly the only one i can i mean like explicitly because i mean yeah you 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 have like a recognition in stuff like apocalypse now of like the fact that there are like black characters and they i think it's been a while since i saw that movie but i do think they like touch very briefly on like some stuff about that but like not anything you know remotely like I mean, I think I wrote a, a like brief paragraph about it for the paper, and just like talking about like that disconnect and that kind of just that thing of of being a a black American and going off to fight in a war for America while like your brothers and sisters are being killed by the same like institution that you're fighting for. Like, how do you even deal with that? Like, that's so much to process. Like while also processing literally being in a war like which is even enough as it is like and you know just to to have that that conversation like which clearly was like such an important you know like a convers like the conversation that they were ha- they're having in like with with Bozeman's character where he's like talking to them about civil rights and stuff like that like I'm sure those conversations happened and and 
amongst like a lot of groups of, of people out there and it's just yeah to have that recognition of that side of it I think is maybe not I don't I don't want to say like important because I feel like that's kind of but 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 valuable I guess is what yeah. I want to say yeah yeah it's hard to not be buzzwordy about something yeah. like this but it is so like like I said Vietnam is is so like culture eating we've discussed mm. this a lot the fact that yeah, it just seeps yeah. into truly everything made in yeah. that period of time yeah. um and the fact that this feels so undiscussed under discussed it's really great to be able to kind of think about that and he does such a wonderful job bringing like truly all the thematic elements of this movie in one performance yeah it's such a like intense thing to do and i think it definitely yeah. is credit to his relationship with spike lee and like totally, their yeah. collaboration their history of working together that they've yeah. been able to like craft this thing that is so impressive and so like like you say like monolithic like it's just such yeah. a he's just so like towers literally and figuratively no, over totally. everybody in that movie like he's so big like yeah, he, like you yeah. said he just he takes up so much space yeah and it, you know yeah it's a, it's a yeah it's a really just like words can't begin to you know cover no, it no, exactly <laughs> it's just yeah it's just absurd that he hasn't been like winning everything <laughs> you know i it makes me feel like insane like because <laughs> yeah. it's 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 one of those things where it's like there are movies that you watch and you're like okay this is this is a movie that is not going to play for the oscars like it's a small movie it's an indie movie whatever it is but like this is a netflix movie by spike lee and Daryl Lindo has been in the industry for like decades and decades and has been doing amazing work for decades and decades like you would think that like some of those things would conspire to make like yeah. you know like yeah I, it just, I just seems and in a bad year as well yeah like, it's yeah. not an actor heavy year you know I mean, I, yeah i do partly think like i i think that if that had been a cinema movie mm, maybe yeah. it would have it would have people would have kind of because it is so like beautiful like it's it's shot really nicely and it's not digital but like is it digital i don't know but the mixed like mediums and stuff in in the film and stuff like that I don't know, maybe just the fact, the fact that it's, like, funny as well, and it has that kind of crazy, like, tonal yeah. shift, and, like... Yeah, it's so much, like, it's such a big movie to contend with. I totally, think. yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, great, 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 great performance. Great. <laughs> great performance, great movie. We love yep. it. Yep, Yeah, and, like, yeah, what's next? Fran- Francis. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Every time I say this, I now feel like I'm addressing Francis personally. Hi, Francis. Hi, Francis. Friend, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Francis Francis. <laughs> Francis McDormand. If you would also like to come on the pod, that would be great. Be if you have welcome. opinions about like, I don't know, looking for riches, like, do you want to come on the podcast? I think Francis McDormand probably. Like, if you were to be like, this is a podcast, she would be like, I hate this. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) probably. She doesn't want to listen to podcasts. She's got things to do. (laughs) I was thinking that about, like, would would Al, like... Come on the pod? Like, I think, would he just be like, that's a ridiculous thing? I don't think he would. He seems seems generous with, like, (laughs) with his time. And, you know, with, with, like... Just, he just seems generous generally I think like I don't think he would like he'd be like I'm not just not I'm not saying to us but I just mean podcasts in general I feel like he wouldn't be like what the fuck is that no I'm not doing that <laughs> mostly because he's done a lot of really bad movies so like he's done terrible movies like <laughs> he can be on terrible podcasts 
Yeah, exactly. Anyway. I really enjoyed that little, like, Maddie loves Al Pacino. (laughs) (laughs) She's just like, he's so generous. (laughs) I think he is. He's a nice man. We like him. (laughs) Oh, dear. We also like Frances McDormand. We do, which is what we were actually trying to talk about. Which is what we were trying to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Frances. I mean... She's just, I, you know, I really resent that it's like, uh, you know, at the beginning of this kind of Oscar year, I was sort of like, oh, do we need to give Frances McDormand another Oscar? Like, I love yeah. her, and she totally deserves it for, for Fargo, and I probably yeah. wouldn't have given it to her for three billboards. I yeah. would have loved to have this be her second Oscar. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I'm also not going to begrudge her three Oscars. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Yeah. 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 If Meryl not, has, right? like, however many Meryl has, then, yeah. like... Frances she's different. I don't think three. she has that many, actually. She probably only has three Meryl. I remember looking this up the other day. I'm she's obviously surprised. been nominated, like, loads of times, but she's... Yeah. Or maybe that was, like, three best actress, and then she's got more supporting uh, or something. sure. Yeah, yeah. But... The Iron um, Lady. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, true, true. I'm probably, this like... what always my, happens. Like... <laughs> Like Kramer versus Kramer, right? Or yeah, like yeah, I'm sure for that. Yeah. Um, what's the Lion movie? The Lion. Oh, movie. Out of <laughs> Africa. <laughs> the Lion movie. I've I've never seen it, but I know that it's there's good. a lion on the it. poster. Oh, the lion scene in Out of Africa is like the final death knell for me, just sobbing <laughs> at the end of that movie. <laughs> what happens? Does the lion die? No, I I can spell it out of Africa, I guess. But one of them dies, and then and then there's oh, like no. there's like these two lions that like come and sit on their like grave site <laughs> or whatever, and it just like <laughs> sounds. I'm sure, I'm it's, sure so, it's very moving, but it's, it's so like, like oh it's so stupidly manipulative in a way that's like shouldn't work. But I'm just like I've been like watching Robert Redford be handsome for like two and a half and hours, and I'm dead. like, I'm so sad. I love you, Robert. <laughs> But yeah, um, Frances is great. We love Frances. Um, she's uh, the whole movie basically is just her, right? Like it's it's her in the American landscape. Like it's difficult to be the only actor in a movie that isn't populated with actors, and and to be the the person coming into a world without having existed in it before. And she's she she does. I mean. Her character is sort of separate. I mean, it's she's supposed to be separate for the for the movie, but like she fits in. Like she she gets into the like environment very well, I think, and it seems like she's having like honest conversations with people in a way that I find like very compelling. I don't know. I don't know how to talk about. It. I I I said. I think I just remember something I said. <laughs> I'm like trying to like go back to things I said in the like last record that were like interesting, and I think. I was talking about like her and, and Chloe Zhao, and I was like, they have an like an unfussy femininity that they're just like they're just straightforward in a way that I find quite compelling. Like that I find like like I don't know I don't know how to how to talk about it because they had like a video of them like talking to each other before I saw it like because it was at the London Film Festival and I just like watched them and I'm like I wish you could hang out like I wish I was like you and I wish we could hang out like I just it's just like like I kind of just ease with like whatever like. Yeah, I just realised I can like probably just drop you saying that in. You could, you know? yeah, because it's just you. you. Could. Like I probably, you, you know, could. if you're monologuing about Nomadland, like, <laughs> it's like 
you know nobody that's would know. true that's true that would be good i'll do that then it's like off the cuff <laughs> yeah god it's gonna be like a frankenstein episode like <laughs> it's gonna be great it's gonna be fine <laughs> um <laughs> anyway i i don't know how to talk about this it's been so long since i saw this movie i don't that's not even true but it has been quite a while like i yeah yeah it's pretty just, fresh i just have love. the feeling of loving it and that's kind of that's yeah. kind of yeah, it's pretty fresh in the brain for me. Mm. And I think my my big issue with it was the fact that I kind of, you know, I was like, and like, it, it feels like a dismissive thing to say about a movie full of non-professional actors, mm. which I really hate that phrase. I wish there was a yeah. better way to, to First say First time that. actors, I think, I think is what, yeah, I guess someone so. says that, like, like first yeah. timers. Yeah. I don't sure. know who it was, but yeah. That is, yeah, that's better. Sort of first, a movie populated with first time actors who, you know, aren't necessarily used to being on screen. And the way that Chloe Zhao shoots is very kind of unfussy and very, like, stripped back. And she really lets the landscape speak, you know, without kind of adding too much. You know, it's not a movie that's very, like, choppy. Like, she holds a lot of shots Mm. and it's all very kind of smooth. And, you know, it would be easy to kind of toss this movie off and be like, oh, you know this could just kind of be a documentary like it could just be mm. you following you know the the titch of the sort of nomads around and like you know somebody behind the camera could be prompting them to have the same conversations that Francis's character has in the movie um you know it, there's a way to make this movie you know that I think would be as compelling in a documentary form basically mm. But the reason that, basically the entire reason for me that this movie holds together is uh, both Strathairn, who I really love, mm. and is, like, I think mm-hmm. he's, I'm really mm-hmm. glad we also get to talk about him, <laughs> because he's delightful he in is. Nomadland. Um, but, yeah, like, the reason that this movie really works for me is because you get to watch her be, like, the greatest for, like, an yeah. hour and a half. Like, she's just so eminently watchable and just like the most kind of like you said there's something so kind of sturdy about her it's like she's like she's like built of rock like she's just like the most like she's like part of the landscape in a way that is so great and it's just she's just yeah this just the most watchable human being and she brings so much empathy to this role and so much like like you said unfussiness and like it's just yeah it's such a triumph and she does so you feel for her every moment that she's on screen and you understand who she is so without any kind of obvious exposition and without like you know hand wringing it's just yeah there's not the kind of big emotional oscars moment in this because so much of it is her turning away from that kind of thing and her turning away from like turning away from people and just being like this is how I'm dealing with this I'm like looking after myself like getting on with my life kind of thing and it's just so impressive that she manages to like do that in a way that's watchable and in a way that you completely understand like all of the decisions she's making and like the the like emotional reason behind the decision she's making mm. yeah. um yeah yeah totally great. great yeah just great yeah she's just so great and it's such a I think this is something you mentioned last time, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Um, <laughs> thinking of this in, like, the tradition of kind of American road movies. Oh, and yeah, stuff, I like... forgot I mentioned that. <laughs> good, good point, me, from Good point, <laughs> you, from the past. I mean, I have, like, the added benefit of the fact that I listened to this episode to edit yeah. it, and so it's yeah. all, like, in my brain now. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, you were talking about this movie in the context of, like, the American Road movie and kind of, like, I suppose almost, like, westerns and stuff like that. Yeah. And I've seen a kind of couple of pieces that are like, oh, Nomadland is, like, the anti-western. Like, it's about the fact that it's all kind of a mythos and it's all, like, yeah, you know, you know, it's all, she's, like... She's the lone, I, the lone, like, American yeah. figure, like... Yeah, like, but I kind of... Yeah, I kind of don't know if I agree with that. I kind of like. I don't know if it's anti-Western. I don't know. I, it feels like a Western. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I am. I'm not as as. I haven't seen that many westerns. Like I've seen more modern ones than I've seen like older ones. I've seen like Butch mm-hmm. Cassidy, but that doesn't really count. Um, like, but but that 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 kind of image of I'm sure it's probably John Wayne. In, I think it's in the searches of him, like in like silhouetted in like a doorway that I like that I know very so well. Good. <laughs> that's the same vibe as this it's yeah. the kind of like the the roaming from town to town like yeah. you're you're just touching people's lives and not like staying for too long yeah yeah i think that the best westerns are the ones that understand the tragedy in that like, oh the totally, fact that that totally, is like yeah, that yeah. is like the saddest thing in the world it's like totally, you have totally. to you go into town and you like yeah you touch all these lives and you touch all these people but you can never stay like you yeah. can't stay yeah. there is something about you and about your life that means that you are you know bound to continue to sort of wander for however long Mm. you're around and that's like the saddest thing in the world like that's so upsetting and i think that nomadland understands that in the way that the best westerns do and yeah yeah it yeah it's yeah it's a it's a great movie especially i think in this kind of weird year that we've had you know to to watch a movie about like getting away yeah Yeah. and like and like an experience of loneliness that isn't necessarily lonely you know what Mm. i mean like Mm -hmm. it's sort of about living a life kind of outside of you know traditional ideas of community but like just because she's alone 90 percent of the time i don't think i would describe her as a like i don't think she's a lonely character and you know the emotion the relationships that she has with people are you know valuable and sturdy and like she knows that she can rely on these people and they know that they can rely on her and like ultimately isn't that what everything is about like you know you don't have to live on the same street as somebody no, to know exactly. that they're gonna be there for you. You know, it just yeah. it it understands, I think, a very like a new it has a really nuanced understanding of what it is to sort of you know, to have a have a lifestyle that isn't necessarily centered around like what you mean to other people, like what your relationship mm-hmm. is to other people in your life. Like you know, it's more transient but it isn't isolated. I don't mm. know. But maybe I actually think No Land's great. Like, <laughs> I'm like, maybe my issues with this movie aren't actually issues at all, and I think it's like great. <laughs> like just, just to, I'm just thinking, like thinking about these kind of. I'm thinking about The Godfather now, just because we've been talking about it, and just that like, all of these movies in that way are like about this American dream, this like striving for something that you don't know like what it is, and that there can be value in just like a quiet small life mm. where you you know you see beautiful things and you talk to interesting people and that can be it that's all it has to be sometimes like it doesn't have to be like i don't know i feel like i explained that very badly but no anyway i don't think you did i think you did fine okay <laughs> i understand i like so. it a lot i think it's good <laughs> yeah it is good i think francis is good as well yeah and i mean she's great 
She's great. Yeah. She's great. She's great. And I love that our last overlap is Morphin Clark. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a movie I genuinely like. I was going through my like 2020 list mm. again. And I think it's like 11th or 12th. Like it's fairly high up yeah. on my list. And I was like, oh my God, I watched this movie in like September and I really liked it. And then it just like evaporated from my yeah. brain. And now I'm like, wait. She's so great in that movie. Yeah, it's such yeah, a she's so good great. movie, and she's so good in it. <laughs> such a. I saw that movie at Glasgow Film Festival, and it was part of this like fright fest thing that they do, where oh, like sure. I think it's I think it's like yeah they do it lots of places, but like, and the, I was working, and so that whole day I was just in like one of the cinemas, like watching a bunch of really trashy like bad horror movies, um, and then. And then this started, and I'm like, I, I wanted to see it anyway, but I was just like, oh, sweet bliss, like something like <laughs> something good, <laughs> interesting that's like playing with cool themes and like yeah. isn't just about like I don't know some old guys beating up some zombies or whatever it is, like which is <laughs> what one of them was. Um, but yeah, I think I'm more tepid on this movie than a lot of people are. I think I I wanted to really love it and I didn't really love it, but so much of what it's doing is so great and she's great in it she's very creepy but in a way that's like you like understand that 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 i don't know that she's she's got good intentions even though she's like kind of terrifying like yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah that's yeah i think i like this clearly it's great now we've like flipped because i'm like yeah, oh i yeah. like this movie more than you do and i think that's yeah. probably because i'm like a horror movie guy and mm, i'm like mm-hmm. I like where this movie is, like, I like basically everything that this movie is doing thematically, as yeah, well as, yeah. like, visually and in terms of, like, act- yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm so, like, everything about this movie is so, like, something I'm in the pocket for, and so I, yeah, her performance specifically, what I like about it so much is that, like, like you said, she is so creepy, but <laughs> she's creepy in a way that's, like, very, I, like, understand her. You yeah, know what I exactly. mean? Like, I, yeah. I think that she is such a person in a way that yeah. she probably wouldn't be if this was, like, a Blumhouse movie, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, if it was yeah. just, like, oh, she's a creepy religious girl and she's no, got, yeah. like, weird little, like, Jesus things in her house. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, spooky. Like, she's such a... Like, we understand her interiority so much. Yeah. And I think that's a real testament to both her and, like... Rose Glass, like this is her first movie, I think, mm. which is crazy. I, think she was at, I just realized, I think she was at film festival. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I just, I saw so many like, <laughs> brain like, mush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, but totally, like, like that. The, she's, she's, yeah, empathetic. She's like, yeah, really empathetic. Weird in a way that like I could have ended up being weird. Yeah, it's just like yeah, things exactly. have changed like a little exactly. bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%. If my family had been more religious. Yeah, exactly. If I had like yeah, yeah grown up in a more religious environment, like I, could, you know, it's like yeah. A, yeah, a very relatable like weird girl. And I mm. think you, especially when like there are instances in the movie where people are kind of mean to her or mm. like dismissive of her, and there are moments where she's mistreated. Like you never break sympathy with her for which is really impressive considering kind of the range of stuff that she does in the movie um you never stop like being kind of worried about her you know no totally yeah um and that's such a hard thing to do especially because she's kind of like it's basically just, like the movie is pretty much just all yeah her. it's her reaction to stuff anyway like it, even if it's with the other woman it's like how she feels about stuff that's happening there mm. like rather than yeah 
Yeah. She's and, very yeah. much the protagonist. Yeah, totally. Yeah, she's just really great. She's really, really great. I'm so glad that I, like, remember she existed. Yeah. You reminded me as well, like, you didn't, you like, there's, there's more things. I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Genre movies. I just remembered. I know. I love yeah. them. Genre movies are my best friend. I'm so glad <laughs> that they're, you know, that we got to sneak one in. <laughs> yeah. I love all the, like, yeah, the, the kind of, like, really gross stuff, like, with the nails and oh, things like that. God, it's just horrible. really, like. It's so bad. <laughs> It's so bad. Like, that's the part of me that, like, the first 18 rated movie I saw was Saw. <laughs> like, that's that part of me. Like, that's like, yeah. When I was like Yay. 13, I think I saw Saw, oh which God. is like <laughs> pretty irreparable damage to me. But it's not, just to be clear, if people haven't seen the movie, it's not anything like Saw. It's not but, like but, saw. <laughs> but no, yeah. it's like, it's very much, it's, uh, I think people would talk about it in the same breath that they talk about your hereditaries and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, But exactly. like, even that, I'm like, oh, I don't know, I think this movie has kind of, it has a, it has a sensibility that I find really interesting. Like, it's kind of, I think, yeah, if we're going to compare it to a, like a, you know, like an A24 kind of like. <laughs> Uh, the, the face I pulled was like one of yeah, disgust. Yeah, it's great. It's the, great. The, the the audio, you know, maybe that will come across in my tone. But, <laughs> I was like, but like, you know, of this kind of like ilk of modern horror movies, yeah. that's like, you know, ele- elevated horror is what the people yeah. say, and I hate that. Yeah. I really, really hate that. But if we are gonna compare it to one of those kind of movies, The Witch would probably be its closest. Companion. That's so I, think. I hate the witch. I really hate. <laughs> I the don't witch. like the witch either. But I think <laughs> okay, that's okay. like, in terms of like being a movie about sort of like where fairly like little happens in terms of like yeah, actual, being like, about being a teenage stuff, girl. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of. Basically. Which like isn't a movie that Robert. That isn't something Robert Eggers should be allowed to have an opinion no. on. Like, yeah. sorry, Robert Eggers. You made the lighthouse, and I really like the lighthouse. Yeah, the and the lighthouse is, is a movie about men. So. Yeah, which is why it's good. <laughs> I was just thinking it's very very exorcist no it is it is and yeah obviously like the exorcist is one of my favorite movies of all time so i saw it before the exorcist so that's that's (sighs) how recently i watched the exorcist Uh, but no yeah like that that i just i also love that that, like god speaks welsh in that movie like (laughs) it's just great like just great even though i don't speak welsh but as a as a Welsh a Welshman. Person. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's yeah. true. It's really cool. I really like um, the like depiction of you know spooky religion in yeah spooky so religion is great and it's really it's really funny because I saw this movie with a friend of the podcast Michaela uh, mm. who is from a religious background and like we finished mm. the movie and we I saw it with two friends and one my and the other friend were sitting there like horrified at kind of the climax of the movie mm. <laughs> and then the lights come up and she turns to us and she goes like yeah that seems <laughs> like checks out <laughs> yeah yeah that's the vibe i get from yeah, it like that's yeah. i'm like yep yeah, yeah i'm like yeah my my fundamental christian friends are like yep yeah, looks looks good <laughs> sort of has like first reformed vibes so yeah just, like, yeah thinking totally. about like stuff to like compare it to but yeah yeah like that kind of that kind of thing yeah. Good good movie. Maybe I should rewatch yeah. it. Maybe I would it's like it really more if good. I wasn't like exhausted when I was watching yeah, it. Yeah, like. it feels like you yeah, you saw it in a bad environment. Yeah. I think I was like sitting on the stairs kind oh, of thing. No. Like probably getting yeah. coronavirus while I was watching it. Like <laughs> absorbing those sweet, sweet germs. Like just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah. Saint Maud is really great. Morfitt Clark yeah. is really great. Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited to see what both of those people, both her and Rose Glass, do next. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's it for overlap, right? Yeah, I think now so. we get to talk about our our own respective, yeah. you know, guys, guys. and gals. <laughs> <laughs> Where uh, to begin? I don't know. Do you want to go first? Okay. Well, um, so let's talk about something that I'm not going to talk about later. Mm. Um, so I have. Let's do it. I'll start with my actresses. So we have. Uh, I have Sydney Flanagan for Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, mm. um, which is maybe like. Again, a movie I saw fairly early on in the, like, COVID, like, year of (laughs) sort of, like, rest and relaxation. You know, like, I'm just, like, (laughs) sitting at home trying to kind of watch things. And um, it's a really, like, lovely... Lovely is kind of the wrong word, but it's... I really enjoy it as a movie of... A depiction of, like, the relationship between teenage girls and, like, Mm -hmm. how it talks about... It says so little whilst, like... It says so little. (laughs) Terrible. It says so much, uh, despite, like, having so little little dialogue and being such a Mm. quiet movie. Mm. And I think that the reason that it does is because it's so honest in the depiction of the relationship between the kind of... The two focal girls. Like, it's... um, Mm. Sidney Flanagan plays the main character who is traveling from i think pennsylvania to new york to get an abortion um and her best friend is with her and it's the relationship between the two of them is like the thing that takes you through the whole movie and there are occasional Mm. moments where both characters are like on their own but 90 percent of the time they're together and you're like Mm. watching them play off of each other and it's heartbreaking in a way that is so specific to like teen girldom in a way that I really like like it's so it's such a depiction of like how you feel like you have to be so mature when you're that age like you feel like you're an adult even though you're not and Mm. she plays that so well like this kind of like desperately grasping at like wanting to be mature and sensible and like restrained and then to have these moments of like emotional release and like outbursts and you know like fighting with your friend and like crying on the train and like doing you know uh, seeing like you know being embarrassed by boys and like she covers such a spectrum and I think this is if not her first movie role like a fairly early Mm. role for her in terms of her career and I know that Eliza Hittman the director like tends to like work with kind of younger unknown sort of actors fairly often um and she's clearly great at it and it just yeah it's a really like lovely kind of delicate little Mm. performance and she like is basically the whole movie like the whole thing rests on her shoulders and to like carry a movie in that way when you're you know so like new to movies and to acting uh it's really really special and she like does you know (laughs) yeah she like knocks it out of the park she like handles the really heavy stuff with such grace and like genuine emotion and she like (laughs) she does one of my favorite things uh that anyone can do in a movie which is sing a song and you get to watch her like sing the whole song and it's um yeah it's just a really really special little performance and i think she's like won a bunch of critics prizes and stuff this year so hopefully there's like good things ahead for her 
again, you know, like young actresses we like. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's nice. We we get to talk about like people who are kind of early. Yeah, yeah. In their careers in this way, like not all, not everyone. We're obviously not like Francis McDormand, but like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like to talk about to talk about people we're like excited for what's to come. Is, yeah, is totally. Fun. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Never really, sometimes always, really good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's me. Your turn. Oh, Passing the mic. Okay. I might just go in order. Um, yeah, do it. So Kingsley Benadir in One Night in Miami. Um, Yay, my favourite performance in that movie, by yeah. far, I think. I realised <laughs> realized that I was blinded by how hot the guy playing <laughs> Muhammad Ali is, and he's not actually as good as Kingsley Benadir. But... You, t- <laughs> you tweeted, like, he's on Riverdale. I was like... He is on Riverdale. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I had no idea, and then I like looked at his Instagram thing, and I'm like, oh. I like. I've watched Riverdale, uh, like exposed. I have terrible taste in television. Actually, <laughs> I've watched Riverdale since it started. Yeah, yeah. And same. I like, compl- like that movie is like a sit. That show is like a sieve. Like it, you, and no, it, you oh, watch yeah. it, and then you immediately forget everything. Yeah, that yeah. The only I thing think- I remember now is that like. Um, KG, I can't remember his name. Archie gets like gets attacked by a bear. That's like the main thing I can remember about yeah, that show. Yeah, he fights a bear. He fights a bear. Yeah, which is something that happened in a yeah. That's a very reasonable and normal thing for someone to survive. It's so funny that he refers to it constantly. He's like, I was attacked. Yeah, I had to fight a bear, and it's like you didn't fight a bear. You were attacked. You got like by one scratch as well. Like, and then he passes out, and that's like the end of the scene. It's not like yeah. the revenant. He's not like there. With yeah, a exactly. But they like make a revenant joke in the episode. <laughs> Because that's what that fucking show is like. Like everything. Like. Yeah, Riverdale is a show written for you and me. Like yeah, the yeah, no, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh but yeah, dear. Yeah, he's on Riverdale. He plays. Um, he's like a boxer on Riverdale. He plays Mad Dog on Riverdale. He does. He plays Mad Dog, but he doesn't go by Mad Dog anymore. He's like, I'm no longer who I was when I was in Riverdale's weird child prison. I'm now like a sensible man of the world. <laughs> And there was a picture on his name. on his Instagram of just like him and KJ Apple with their tops off, looking like too ripped, <laughs> like like disturbingly ripped. And I'm too just many like, muscles. And I'm just like, am I attracted to you, or was it just in this specific movie? Like, I don't understand what happened there. But anyway, um, I think he's very yeah. handsome. He probably is just very handsome. He is. I mean, everyone on you can't be. You're legally obligated to be good looking if you're on a exactly, yeah. show like that's Exactly. You have to like pass a test. They make you like. <laughs> they do like a symmetry like yeah. test with yeah. like... <laughs> yeah. They put you through one of those like apps that's like you are seventy six percent attractive. <laughs> exactly. You have to get above a certain percentage, and they won't like. Riverdale man. Yeah. No. What I the, the person I actually want to talk about is Kenzie Van Dyke, who's also hot. To be fair. <laughs> he is. Yeah. And British, which and is British, which I didn't know until recently. Um, but I haven't. I looked him up today because I was like, have I actually seen him in other stuff and not realised? And he's really done hardly anything. Yeah, he's like, like on he Midsummer like Murders or something, right? Like yeah, those, like, yeah, British like, crime shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like really tiny kind of like TV stuff here. And then I, I was thinking about that, like with this with this movie of like the the people that Regina King or whoever like chose for this movie, like that that they're so much less famous than you would maybe expect for people who are going to play like these figures mm. such an interesting choice to make for like for how to cast this i mean yeah. i guess it probably makes the movie cheaper and stuff like that and that makes sense and it also maybe makes it easier to direct people if they're like newer actors mm. and they're not going to be like pushing back as much but yeah, yeah. i think yeah, he's, he's so good and uh, yeah 
yeah that's a really interesting point it's like yeah. sorry i'm interrupting you no no but no, no carry on. <laughs> that's a really interesting point like you could picture this movie being made with like chadwick boseman michael b jordan like mm. having like all the mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. young exactly. the young black male kind of hollywood contingent yeah. it's like yeah it's quite exactly. i quite like that the most famous person in this movie is leslie odom jr and he's like yeah not exactly that at all exactly. it's a really like interesting choice because then you kind of you totally just see them as like the people that they're playing. exactly yeah exactly. it's really smart just like thinking about like playing malcolm x and and the, yeah. the shadow that like denzel's performance has over that and also the shadow that malcolm x has over that which is obviously also pretty you know <laughs> significant and just like like i can't even to, to approach that i mean now knowing that he's not done as much before like th- there must have been so much trust in regina king and in in like the other actors that he's working with to like mm not embarrass himself like and he doesn't at all i mean he's phenomenal like it's it's yeah like and even just like the way he plays it is very very different to den like i'm gonna just keep comparing them it's but which i feel bad about but they're so different as performances of like the same person and it's such an interesting like thing to to think about and like the whole movie is is like that it's 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 talking it's like the 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 people behind closed doors like like the, these great men how they interact with each other and how they like raz each other and are just kind of like having these like import like big conversations but like in a way that's like very like more realistic maybe than than you would otherwise see and and like he just has like little mannerisms that are great like he keeps pushing his glasses up his face which i'm sorry something malcolm x did or that he like is doing but it's just great and like he's very much he's like the the kind of among these like these three like two athletes and a singer these like great great men and obviously Malcolm X was a great man but like more of an intellectual great man than like a show business kind of person and like it's so interesting to see that kind of playing off everything despite the fact that they all like the other three clearly all look up to him but their star power is so different and their kind of charisma is like a different kind of like thing and it's just yeah it's I find that movie so interesting especially as like talking about acting I think that movie is such an interesting like Mm totally yeah and it because it is in a way kind of a movie about like performance about Mm. like who these men are to the outside world and who they actually are like i haven't seen uh malcolm x but i have like Mm. seen you know performances portrayals of malcolm x in like media um and you know you kind of get this image of him you know based on like you know just like popular like who he is as a figure in popular culture and what i really like about this movie and this performance specifically is that he feels so like it's so funny to it's so interesting to watch him be like silly you know and yeah, like have fun yeah. and like yeah you know see him like be a parent and like be a friend yeah and, you know it's so easy to kind of lionize these people and not think about them as human beings in a way not necessarily not to suggest that we're like dehumanizing them but more to do with the fact that you like deify them right like it's yeah they're they on become, that pedestal definitely. yeah exactly yeah. and it's so like nice to be able to see see them like as kind of as down to earth as they are in this mm. movie and like to approach the things that they talk about in a way that is really unpretentious and really yeah. thoughtful and like yeah it's really nice i really like you know i really like one night in miami i I like how I like how much of it is like a play that it's just all of them sitting in that little room together and I think they are all really really good performances but he's my favorite performance in yeah the movie by far I think he's just he does such a wonderful great job. great performance yeah good movie <laughs> <laughs> um do you want to talk about someone else 
Yeah, shall I talk about Evan Rachel? I'm like going, I like yeah. that we're doing like, I'll do my actresses first and you do your actors first. Sure, we'll that swap. works. That yeah. works. Because I, yeah, Evan Rachel would. Kajalina is an interesting one for me because I went into it sort of expecting to hate it because I don't like the Miranda July sort of, sort of shtick. Like I'm not yeah. really into the kind of quirky like indie movie thing and I sort of thought that I might hate it. Um, but people like that movie, and so I was like, okay, yeah, I guess I'll I'll give it a look. I'll see what I think of it. And I ended up mm. really liking it. And I think mm. that there are, uh, it's not a movie I would necessarily recommend to everybody because mm. I think it is like, it is kind of a marmite movie. Like you're either mm. gonna get on board with the tone of it and the quirks of it, or you're not at all. And but I think that my angle on really liking it is that it's like queer punch drunk love is how I like <laughs> see it. That it's like, yeah. it's a movie about like learning that you are lovable, essentially. Mm. That like, despite all of the things that you are told by the people around you who resent you and are mean to you and like, you know, belittle you for the person that you are, mm. you are like worthy of being loved. And that's like the mm. most like wonderful thing that you can make a movie about. And I mean, I totally, love punch yeah. drunk love and like, this movie reminds me a lot of that. I think it's actually interesting. I own the, um, Punch Drunk Love Criterion and Miranda mm. July wrote the essay for oh, that's that. Interesting. So yeah. I'm like I'm like I think those movies are sort of symbiotic in a way. Um and she like <laughs> I've seen Evan Rachel Wood in like a handful of things. Like she yeah. like I, I probably like most people our age know her best from like being on Westworld. No, which exactly. It's not yeah. a show I like. Um no. <laughs> and she's so like weird in this movie. Like it's a mm. performance that is like I don't think actresses, especially actresses like as beautiful as she is, get mm. to like do roles like this very often where they kind of don't get to like have this kind of like the burden of like being attractive. You know what I mean? Mm. Like mm-hmm. it's hard to be an actress, um, you know, <laughs> not to be like, it's so hard to be a hot person, but like it <laughs> is kind of sometimes you're like, that becomes yeah, the yeah. thing about you. And like, she's so like, weird in this movie and so like alienating and but you feel so much for her character and like she because she has these just monstrous parents and like it's so hard for her to like exist and like I think that it's a movie like I said it's a movie about like it's a it's a movie about queer experience in a way that I think is really interesting and I Mm. like how much of it is about like the fact that sometimes it's just really hard to feel like a person, you know what I mean? And like every now and then you'll meet people who make you feel like you're a human being. And like, that's just such a validating thing to be like, actually, you know what? It's fine that you feel so uncomfortable with everything about you. Like you don't have, it's like, it's a movie that leans into this idea of like, not necessarily being like what your parents want you to be and not necessarily being like what you're sort of told the role that you have to play is and like I think yeah she does a really great job of being both like (laughs) jarringly weird and incredibly sincere and like she sells all the kind of big emotional moments in that movie really well and Mm. it's a performance that I hadn't like I said we were kind of going back over our lists and I think she was sort of you know in my runners up when we were talking about it Mm. but I was really happy to bump her up because I think that like I said, it's quite hard to be weird without being quirky, you know? Like, leaning yeah. into the sort of, yeah. like, rom-com like girls of, like, yeah, yesteryear, yeah. you know? Like, that kind of thing. To 
to have it be grating, and I think it probably is grating for some people, but I, like, I found a lot to like in her performance and in her character, and I think that, like, if you're a big sentimental person like me, there's a lot to like <laughs> in that movie. Um, and yeah, I was just, yeah, really happy to, like, be able to kind of it bump out. it, bump her up the yeah. list, you know? That's Excellent. my piece on that. <laughs> I have nothing else I have to nothing say. to contribute, because I haven't yeah. seen it, but, <laughs> but it sounds good. I, that was another one where I was like, I'm going to hate this, I'll never watch it, and then some people, like, who would otherwise probably write it off were like, actually, it's good, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should make time for that, but this has been a year where I see so much less than I would usually see. Yeah, so. like, it's just kind of like, I feel like you have to sort of take it as it comes you know mm. like I wouldn't I would never like I said wholeheartedly recommend it to anyone mm. because I think mm. that it's like it probably is cloying for a lot of people mm. but I think if you get onto the wavelength of it it can be really rewarding and I think like it has a really like it has one of the like one of my favorite needle drops of the last year that song uh, Mr. Lonely but yeah yeah that's my piece on on kajillionaire which is yeah not a movie i would recommend to everybody but if you're like if you get 20 minutes into yeah. it and you're like oh i hate this <laughs> just be like just give up it's fine <laughs> don't worry i'm not gonna like stand on a pedestal for miranda july <laughs> like she'll be okay <laughs> yeah you know, she, she doesn't, doesn't need it. it she's married to um mike mills oh really no i didn't know that that's cool yeah. Mike Mills, Mike Mills, yeah. yeah. I think, or they, they might be mad, they but might not be mad, together, but they yeah. might just be like, you know. That's cool. Yeah. They're like all couples who would probably be like mean to me. Not Well, I don't know if Mike Mills <laughs> would be mean, but I just have that like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Just like people who are way too cool to ever interact with yeah. me. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> which, yeah. The Barry Jenkins, um, Lulu Wang <gasps> oh partnership my God. is oh, still But the they'd best. be so nice to you, though. Right? Yeah, they would. Like, they'd be they'd nice. They'd just be yeah. like, oh, they're so great. Have you seen, like, their dog is, like, the best dog? Yes, yes, I have seen their dog. Oh, it's my good. God. They've got this little, like, cock kind of cockapoo-looking puppy or labradoodle or whatever. I don't know anything yeah. shit about dogs, but they're <laughs> such a cute dog. <laughs> Love oh, them. Good. Good. Uh, what yeah, are we your doing? Turn. Oh, it's my turn. Okay, boys. Uh, yeah, Chadwick Boseman into Five Bloods. As a, as a, as a kind of like one of fi- your final performances, it's just yeah. such a like legend. Not even legend making. It's like a reflection of a legend. Like that kind of uh, of of being just a an icon in that way. Like a kind of like Jesus figure, especially in that movie. Like to just be like because he's sort of separate from them, and he's less kind of like. Because and also because he's younger, I think like the 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 like cast the way they didn't recast for the younger scenes is really really nice and I love how they do the flashbacks. Yeah, so good. And it kind of makes him seem even like even younger in comparison to him. He just feels so he feels like timeless, like just completely like. I mean, I remember after he died, reading some stuff from I think it might have been Ryan Coogler talking about that he was he just had like. It felt like he had the ancestors in him. It was a line, something like that, like that, that oh. he just that he was just carrying so much wisdom with him, and you just it yeah. just I think yeah I think Spike Lee understood his power as a cultural figure so well to use him in that way, and and I can't even I don't know what that would look like with anyone else. It just wouldn't it, yeah. it couldn't be anyone else. Like it had to yeah. be him. There's that amazing Spike Lee quote. 
uh, when he's talking about casting him, mm. and he's like, "Yeah, he's the only person I could have cast because he's he's a superhero. Like he's yeah. literally like yeah, it's like you're you cast know. you're you're casting James Brown, you're casting like yeah. Jackie Robinson, yeah. you're like you're yeah. putting yeah exactly this yeah it's, it's yeah the and 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 also but I, you could be he could be that figure and and just be like static kind of thing, and he isn't mm. because he has those emotional beats and and the kind of his death scene and stuff like that, and you and you really feel all of that. But but the the I mean the what I keep it's just burned in my brain when he's sitting in that chair and they're like talking about and he's almost preaching to them like it's it's just yeah incredible yeah um, it's a really amazing yeah. performance. <laughs> just thinking back on it now, I'm like my god, like he's so yeah just that, that movie really is just full of like these incredible performances and so different and they're all oh, in their yeah, own, right? like yeah yeah, yeah. Th- that it has space for that while telling this kind of crazy story as well it's just yeah. like i mean i guess yeah. that's like the a virtue of like having a relatively small cast and just being like on a journey kind of thing but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your other the five foot pick? Yeah, pick sure. Let's talk about Jonathan well. Jonathan Majors, yeah. who who is is a is a kind of like a Maddie pick in that I feel like he's he's maybe I haven't heard. I mean, people, no one said he's bad. I mean, he's obviously very a great actor, and and people have been talking about him like the past couple of years as he kind of comes up. But like <laughs> picking him out of that group of people, I think is a is a Maddie pick. But like, <laughs> I just think he's just so like I just want to give him a hug. Yeah, he's such a sweet. He just has such good energy in like <laughs> all of his, and I'm just like yeah. I just I don't know. I I want only good things for this person, and yeah. he's he's yeah. just so yes, yeah, like a very he's like very open communicator. I think like he's just like very like earnest. I think in especially in this and like how he's trying to help his father. Like the character is just like you really want him to get through to to Delroy Lindo. Like you really are rooting for like even though there's that tra- like that's kind of tragic that he's trying like has to try to do that. But yeah. Um yeah, I just think he's just great. <laughs> I just think he's <laughs> exactly <laughs> literally <laughs> But it's, it's, he's another one of like these people that I mean that I'm really excited to see what he does. Like I didn't see that that mm. um Lovecraft TV show he did, but I saw him in in Last Black Man of San Francisco and like he's like what is the great thing about that movie, I think. Mm, yeah, completely. I completely agree. Like, yeah, that movie was kind of a shock to me, but I'm like, oh, this guy is, like, great. Yeah, and he's just, this like, you, you watch him a... and you're like, he's he's someone, right? Like, I, I've, i like, missed this guy. In yeah. Some, like, he's, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and then you realise that it's pretty early for him and you're like, oh, something, you know, something is coming for this guy, I think. He's special. Yeah. yeah. I hope, yeah, I hope he's got exciting things. Me too. Coming down the pipeline. He is really wonderful in both those movies. Yeah. Great pick, Thank Maddie. You. Maddie boys. <laughs> Great arms. I'm just going to say how hot all these people are. <laughs> just also a Maddie move. I'm sorry to all of these people for sexualizing them. but he's... <laughs> Sorry for objectifying yeah, exactly. all your exactly. picks. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's, he's great. Do you want to talk about someone else? Uh, who's my last gal? Who haven't I done? Borat, Borat daughter. daughter. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> I love her so much. Maria. Queen Maria. <laughs> um, like, yeah, this is my, you know, Laura talks about Borat yep. corner, yep. which is truly something I never thought I would do. <laughs> I don't even know what compelled me to like, because I'd never seen, when the second one came out, I hadn't seen mm. Borat. Like, I'd never seen it. I, it existed, like, exclusively in my mind as, like, something that boys thought yep. was really funny yep. when i was 14 yep. and i'm like 
okay yeah. <laughs> like, okay like you know my yeah. wife like yeah. i'm like yeah that's it that's all i know yeah. i don't know anything about if this thing is yeah. good or not and there's a really great essay as all the essays are on bright wall dark room about um like the history of kind of sasha baron cohen's comedy mm. and like uh, um specifically borat and the borat sequel and like it's a really great essay and that talks very well about like the issues with this movie and the issues with his work and mm. the good things about his work and like <laughs> him being kind of like you know so emblematic of like post kind of bush era comedy in america but um yeah so i like watched the first one and i was like oh this is actually like there are some fun like this is more tolerable of an experience than i had expected yeah. and i think it was good to like watch it now rather than have watched it you know when it was a really yeah, big deal yeah. to everybody and now it kind of doesn't really exist so much in the like cultural kind of brain we've, as it did we've, we've moved on we've got worse we like ha- <laughs> we've got other terrible things to <laughs> Yeah. Not the part is terrible, you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. <laughs> those I boys who are into, <laughs> but those boys who are into Borat have found much worse outlets. For oh that. yeah, sure, yeah. They're all like Nazis now, so that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not all of them, but They're I would not say it. Not all of them. Not all of them. Sorry, but that does have that does have big Borat like. Fans. Borat has such teenage boy energy. It has the same energy to me as like as like. What was it? Oh, ha- Happy Gilmore, which like is oh, another one of those like. I like Happy Gilmore. Which I know, I know people like, but that's one of those ones that a boy like told me to, like we watched it together, and I'm like, this is terrible. Like I, I'm like, so we're funny. watching. I'm like, can we watch Batman? And he's like, let's watch Happy Gilmore. Like that's the dynamic of me as a teenager. Oh, that's so funny because I thought you were gonna be like Family Guy, but you're like, oh, no, Happy no. Gilmore. It's just it's just like a specific memory yeah. of my like it's yeah. not like actually like very the vibe, specific but period of time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. But yeah, I was like pleasantly surprised by Borat. Yeah. I was like, okay, there's something here. I think this guy's smart and he knows what he's doing, but like yeah. I'm probably never gonna watch this movie again, but I'm glad that I've seen it because now yeah. I understand what all the teenage boys were talking <laughs> about. And I watched the second one with my dad, which feels thematically appropriate. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. (laughs) the thing I really like about the second movie is that, (laughs) should I start calling it two? Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes. The thing about two is that, like, it's, it's like the most parental guilt it i've ever seen like mm. it, it feels like a movie that's just like it's like sasha Baron Cohen sitting down and being like as a father of daughters <laughs> like, I, like it's just like oh the world is really bad like america has become a really bad place for women yeah and i just want to say and i feel like i've had some part in that <laughs> and for that i am so sorry like, oh, <laughs> which is like <laughs> it's so guilty it's just like oh my god like every like every pore of this movie is just being like forgive me daughters of america like and so obviously i love that yeah yeah yeah. obsessed with that but the the thing that i love so much about her is that she is essentially the reason that the movie works the movie shouldn't work because everyone knows who bora is and that's like the whole shtick yeah because it's like you know, everyone knows who he is, so he can't, like, be him anymore, yeah. or, like, the skits won't work, yeah, essentially, yeah. because it's, like, you know, you can't just walk into a shop with him, because people will be like, oh, it's Borat, yeah. and, like, the movie won't work. So she kind of has to carry the weight of the movie by being, 
you know the the unknown quantity in yeah. this like she's just a girl and she's like literally like a like an essentially first high she's from like bulgaria yeah, i think, I bulgaria. think. um and she, yeah, has never been in a movie before, has certainly never been in an American movie yeah. before. And so she has to, like, she has both the role of, like, she has to lead the narrative of the movie. She has to exist in the outside world as this character, yeah. but also has to play along with whatever bit that is, like, going on yeah. on the side. So she's, like, like operating layer. on, like, four yeah. levels. Yeah, it's, like... It's like she's baking, like, a very complicated comedy trifle. Like, it's just, like, there's so many things going on. She's, like, putting, like, different, like, kinds of sponge. It's it's such a complicated thing to do. And, like, I can't even begin to imagine this being your first movie that you've ever... Like, your first big movie that you've ever worked on must be, like, the most stressful experience in the whole world. And, like, this is my equivalent of, like when we give men endurance Oscars, when we're like, mm-hmm. oh, you like lost loads of weight for six months, so we're going to give you an Oscar for that. Yeah. I'm like, you had to like run around with Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. And so for that, I would like to give you an award. Yeah. Like, yeah. you've done a lot of hard work. But like that, that's dismissive because she's really funny. She mm. completely like is toe-to-toe with SPC, like the whole movie. She is emotionally complicated and she sells all the stuff where... Like, there are big swaths of the movie where she's basically by herself Mm. and she, like, is so much more compelling to watch Mm. than he is. (laughs) And uh, no offense, but, like, uh, yeah, it's just, like, it's so, like, and, like, it's really rare that comedy performances are nominated and, like, spoken about in terms of awards conversation. And it's so, like, this is the perfect example of why they should be. Because she is such a brave performer. And, like, I hate that as a way to describe acting. Like, to be like, oh, it's a brave performance. Yeah. I hate that. That's usually when it's like someone's like gained a lot of weight or something like that. Or they look like (laughs) ugly for a movie and you're like, oh, so brave to look ugly. (laughs) So brave, yeah. But like, this genuinely is brave. (laughs) Like, it's like there's hard like work that's gone into Mm. this. And like, yeah, it just, I think she's so good in it. Like, she's the reason that that movie works in any way, shape, or form. Like, whatever you think about the movie, like, I'm pretty cold on it overall yeah uh, aside from it being like a great big like epitaph to like fatherhood (laughs) which is like very compelling to me obviously but she yeah she's just really 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 wonderful in it and i yeah she's like she's signed on for some fucking like a24 horror movie which is great like i'm sure she'll continue to be doing things i certainly hope so yeah i would like to see her do like acting in a movie that isn't like you know her being like harassed yeah and, like, yeah <laughs> something something and, like, gentle with like yeah a nice gentle movie other actors um, yeah <laughs> yeah with actors <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's she's so good she's so funny um yeah i really love her in that movie um and it's yeah she's making like the best out of something that could just be awful Mm, like it could mm. be the worst thing in the world and yeah she nails it and i love her (laughs) Uh, we love you borat daughter this is a pro borat daughter podcast (laughs) it is it is so I, You've got like one more guy. I'll right? do my I'll do my last guy, which is David Strathen in Nomadland. Who is ah, just, he's a babe. Just a babe. Just a babe. We love him. Just a babe. He's hot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there to say? Like that's the end of 
David Strait that in corner. <laughs> I think I do think like it's funny because he is sort of the most like another character gets in the movie, right? Like, and he does get an actual like arc, and you kind of figure out who he is a bit more than the other people. Like, you get the kind of first layer, and then you kind of see like the stuff with his kids, and like, and that he is someone who does want to kind of well, who 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 thinks that he is fine on the road, but actually, once he's kind of forgiven himself or whatever it is, then he can go back to his family and and can be okay with that. And and he wants her to come with him, but also the way the way he kind of. I just love the way he hits on her. It's so gentle. Like, it's just so, like... Like, it's like he doesn't want to spook her. Like, he's just like... Hey, like, this. Like, he just keeps kind of just trying a little bit. And then it seems like... <laughs> she's like, no. And he's like, okay, okay. And he, like, tries a little bit. It's just, like, such a... That's the way to do it, right? Like, that's <laughs> that's the way to, to have that kind of conversation. Yeah. Anyway. I, and I just think, yeah... He's one of those actors that, like, I've I've seen him just. I must have seen him in just everything. Like, he's in he's in Sopranos briefly, and like, there's like, <laughs> yeah. in, as like an evil person, not as evil. the worst man alive. <laughs> Sopranos, a show filled with murderers. He's like, I'm. I hate him the most of everyone. But um, but no, yeah, he's just just like a a real like one of our kinds of actors, as in really good character Ooh. actor, like just kind yeah. of yeah chilling being kind of handsome in a rugged way like we love it he is so handsome (laughs) (laughs) i really hate that that was like such a like overarching thing in that movie for me which is you know it's a wonderful movie full of like you know texture thematically but i'm like just go with david's like he's so handsome don't you want to live in his nice house with him like just do it literally it's fine francis it'll be fine like don't just do it he's so handsome don't leave him alone my entire acting character is just me being like yeah and he's handsome and he i didn't i didn't say daniel canoe is handsome handsome. but daniel canoe is very handsome it's oh he is i love it Oh, we, we like spent so much time being like we love you daniel like that covers yeah well. exactly you know, we're okay. exactly that's great my my acting category is also full of handsome boys Excellent. so i'm glad we get to talk about that Excellent. too <laughs> i love to see it um do. i feel like i need to say more about him but i don't know what to say other than he's just such like a like a steady pair of hands in that movie he's just like you're just like okay you probably did need an, another like professional actor whatever however you want to like name it like to um to, to play off her in that kind of more intimate way that, that they do and yeah he just like and is is kind of un uh is 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 a support in the way that you need a mm. like a supporting us to be like there's no like grabbing of whatever like he's he's yeah. he's there and and the character as well is like is is kind of second to her in in that way mm. which is important yeah. um yeah 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 delightful delightful <laughs> <laughs> cool i'm into dudes now yeah. where shall i begin so we've talked about delroy lindo we've talked about daniel collier let's talk about oh let's talk about first cal let's talk about yeah Lindo. he was he was uh, almost on my list uh, yeah number one handsome boy of the year for me like, <laughs> yeah, he's such a him. cutie oh he's so cute in his little hat <laughs> i'm just like oh my god it killed me but First Cow is my favorite movie of the yeah. year. First Cow is my great love. Like, <laughs> I just, I I love it so much. It's, yeah, my, I just, it makes my heart hurt mm, thinking about mm-hmm. it. I'm like, <laughs> this is just the most wonderful, like, tender yeah. piece of cinema about, like, male relationships mm. and, like, 
the world being like that movie has so much to say with so little mm. like like it's just such a it does so many wonderful things and all of them wonderful and he is so wonderful in that movie he gets you know like i said there's so first cow is such a sparse film mm. like there is so kind of like there are so there's like a handful of locations and like it's really plot light mm. and like there's just so little kind of fat on mm. it and like it just everyone is so like it's just it's so i'm like i can't talk about it without like getting <laughs> it's, physically it's, emotional it's unspeakable like, it's just yeah yeah <laughs> In a way, yeah, totally. I, it is. Yeah. It is. It speaks to such a deep part of me that I'm just like the only thing I can do is just be like, I love it. <laughs> but yeah, he gives such a wonderful, like, just tender, quiet performance. It's so hard to play somebody nice yeah, in a movie, yeah. you know, like without being boring. And he plays, he plays nice and like good so well like it's just like you so trust him immediately and you're so yeah. quickly on his side and like you know even though they're like committing little like minor cow theft <laughs> you're like good yes you should do that i support you i was <laughs> like, just thinking about about happiest latter because i was just thinking about like playing a good person and how like yeah that's another yeah. one where you that that's a that would have been so difficult to get right to get that kind of like I mean, I, I think John McGarrow in Fesco is, is less of a, like, a kind of pure innocent as, like, Lazaro is, but, like, that kind of yeah. just, to just root for someone and to be worried about what the world is going to do to them, basically. <laughs> yeah. Like, just be yeah. like, you're so good and you're going to, something bad is going to happen to you because the world is not as good as you are. Like, yeah. that's kind of oh. that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God, it's so sad, Fesco. <laughs> oh my god him and orion they just have yeah like, orion lee's also yeah orion lee uh, yeah who was yeah was in my supporting yeah, act same. ballot is like been cut unfortunately but it just like they just they have like the most they owe so much to each other mm. in such a sort of like in such a way that is you know unspoken and like mm. unfussy and like but they bond so quickly and it's such an authentic bond and it's so like they're just I just I, I come back to it all the time I love the scene where they've like gone to sort of the Orion Lee characters like little kind of cabin mm, thing oh, that, scene is that so he good. has and they're just like they're just like cleaning the cabin and like making everything like neat and they're like preparing food and there's just like they're not saying anything but they're just like cohabiting yeah. in this little space together yeah. and it's just like it's just like, oh god, it's so great. Oh my god, I love it so much. Just this, just so, so like intimate. For something that's like not flashy in, in any shape or form, it has stuck with me. Like, scenes and shots from that movie have stuck with me more than like a lot of the things that I saw this year. And I saw it pretty early. I mean, we watched it. Did we watch it at the same time? Like, kind god. of around the I same time. I think around the yeah. same time, yeah. Like, pretty early in the summer or the spring. And like mm -hmm. it stuck with me yeah like th there's like just shots and stuff that i think about all the time yeah me too <laughs> it's yeah it's just such a special i love kelly reichardt so much yeah. and like this movie is so much an encapsulation of all the things that i love about her mm. like it's this and it's so funny because we were kind of talking about this in regards to like chloe john like francis mcdormand mm. it's this like unfussy kind of 
emotive way of showing like an American life mm. and like an American kind of sensibility that is so detached from like sweeping notions of like Hollywood sort of grandeur. Yeah. Like it's just these these like small emotional stories yeah. that have so much depth and so much character and like so much is unsaid in their movies but it is all present like the emotion is present and the landscape is woven into the story in in a way that is so moving and just yeah i love this cow man like i can't even like you said it is truly unspeakable i'm just like the well of emotion i have is deep and never-ending uh have you yeah best cow best cow in a motion picture have you seen Wendy and Lucy? I have only seen First Cow. It's terrible. I think they're all on my priority <laughs> think, list. Like they're literally. I think of. I mean, all her movies are wonderful. Yeah. I think of all of them, Wendy and Lucy would probably ruin you. <laughs> like, Excellent. Like, Excellent. It's a very cautious recommend. Like as a noted dog person, oh, I think God. like it might actually like oh, murder you. You might turn into a little like ball of like like tear moisture. Oh, like no. it's just. but she's i mean yeah watch all of them yeah she's just she's just one of the best we have and like every time she gets to put something out is something we should value yeah so yeah first cow best cow uh yeah lovely movie lovely boys (laughs) we love them (laughs) it's just our review great boys beautiful boys great boys great boys beautiful boys (laughs) oh dear beautiful boy oh no (laughs) remember the beautiful boy like beautiful boy ben is back i had a conversation Um, about boy erased (laughs) beautiful boy last night for some reason like who was talking about beautiful boy no well i wasn't i didn't bring up my flatmate brought it up because we were talking about like (laughs) just assume you brought no 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 you're like remember beautiful boy (laughs) we were talking about like like addiction someone was talking about like a book about addiction and my flatmate brought it up and was talking about like like people trying to stay sober like while their like n- public narrative is about being sober we're talking about oh, it with sure. like Demi Lovato and stuff yeah. like that about being like how do you relapse how do you deal with relapsing if your like whole vibe is yeah it's like being sober and like all of that kind of thing anyway and she was saying that like the guy who it's about relapse while they were on the like press tour for the book about him like getting better basically and it's just like that must be really kind of like how do you handle that but yeah anyway yeah beautiful boy (laughs) beautiful boy boy ben is back ben is back god ben is back (laughs) ben sure is back (laughs) he's back baby better than ever Oh my god. I still don't really know what that movie oh, is dear. about. It's like a heist movie or something, right? Like it turned out that like Ben is back. Yeah, yeah, like I think it was like it was like like you think that it's just gonna be about conversion therapy or whatever, and then it turns out to be like the whole thing. I don't know. I can't remember what Wait, it. no, Boy Erased is the is the oh, is that therapy. The, what's movie. Ben is back? Ben is back is like um like the opioid crisis, right? Oh, is it? I think. It's like a meth movie. I thought they were I all think. about being gay. <laughs> I just assume every movie is about being gay. <laughs> no, Ben. Ben is back. Isn't I don't think he's gay. Ben is back. Just assume Lucas Hedges is always gay because I the first thing I saw him in was Lady Bird. So I'm just like Lady Bird. He's gay, right? Uh, he's just gay in all forms. Oh dear! I have to move away from the radiator because it just turned on. Hang on. Oh That's dear. Okay. okay. Anyway, oh, um, Ben is back. Ben is back. Beautiful boy. Um, your turn. My t- <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm passing the battle. Um, yeah. So my next one is Yunya Jung for Minari, who is just yeah. the the best. 
just the best. Is, and yeah. I I don't know if she's going to win anything. Like she's one of my my nominated picks, but I yeah. I am rooting for her. I think that would be Me such too. a cool pick. Like and yeah, and she's that would be amazing. She's so great in it. Like like as much as like, that that whole cast of that movie, like the pretty small cast, is so great. Like including. I feel like the, I can't remember what his name is now, but the the white farmer who's like part, like helping them yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. Like that performance oh is my God, yeah. just so great and like such a weird like weird in such a great way. Like yeah, you really worry that he's gonna become like a threat. Exactly. To them yeah. Or something. Yeah. Like, and he never does. It's really, really yeah. I mean, that's a testament to the whole movie: the fact that it subverts so many yeah. things about like the narrative of like what you would expect from a movie about the Asian American experience, mm. I suppose, you know, like I, so much of the way that people talk about Minari is like, oh yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an American film. Yeah. It's a film about America. And like, it is a film about, it's a film about the American dream and it's yeah. a film about like uh, coming to America and like what that means, but it's not, you know, full of kind of the the things that people often kind of think about in in movies about like you know cross-cultural kind of exchange mm. you know like it's it's a movie refreshingly free of conflict in that sense yeah and you know? even even like scenes where like the ki- they meet white kids and they're like i mean probably objectively just racist to like the the <laughs> korean kids yeah. but not in a way that's like they're not trying to be malicious they're just genuinely have never met someone like this before and like that one of the kids ends up being friends with i can't remember the character's name now but like with the with the boy and like that they kind of even though they're kind of exoticized to start with then they become part of the community in a way that like there's never like an attack on them or anything like that which yeah. is like a really yeah. but yeah yunya jung is just she's like She's, she's the wonderful. the key to them. Like I think it doesn't work without her. As much as I love all the other performances, like I just think that when she comes into the movie, the whole thing changes and it becomes like lighter in a way that's really pleasant. And the the way she sort of she brings Korea with her in the way like where she's she like where she breaks them out of whatever like they were stuck in before she got there yeah. and like yeah. and the relationship she has with like each of the different other people in the film are like I mean all of the into like all of the like family have like their own relationships with other people in the family but but her and the and the kid is just they're just the best yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. the kind of like them warming up to each other and then realizing that they both have the same like kind of gross like sense of humor and like <laughs> yeah and and her reaction to to him like playing pranks on her and and, and the way he's kind of expecting her to react and then she just laughs it off in that incredible like it's just yeah. like yeah yeah it's so lovely. It's so lovely that, like, the whole, their kind of arc, her and Alan Kim's character, Alan Kim, just the cutest, He's so cute. boy. He's so cute and so good. Yeah. And nothing but the best for him in his little suits and I his know. cowboy boots and just, oh, <laughs> bless him. But um, it's so sweet that their arc is kind of, like, he's, like, angry that she's not the person that he expects, yeah. like, a grandma to be. It's, like, he both learns to value, like, what somebody of her age and her, like, lived experience means and also, like, learns to understand, like, that that is what, that is what, like, that's so much truer to, like, the experience of having a grandparent totally, than it is, yeah. like, 
like stuff that's like you know oh like this is grandma and she's got like you know it, like sitcom yeah, grandmas, you know yeah. what I mean like she's funny but she's not funny in a way that's like yeah you know cute an old lady yeah yeah you know? she's exactly. like a little weirdo yeah exactly <laughs> I feel like that the characters in that movie they have their own kind of the adults especially have their own reactions to hardship like that they've experienced in their life and and she's like a a, a form of reaction to that kind of difficult experience in your life which is to just take nothing seriously and to just be like fuck it like you know like you don't have to like sweat the like tiny things because so much huge stuff has happened to you that you realize that the little things don't matter like and and I think Stephen Yen's character like reacts in a different like a different way to it and and I was gonna say it's so interesting that he is like the reverse of that like he sublimates that is such a restrained performance Mm. um and he's so... I mean, I've, like... Stephen Yeun's been, like, great in things yeah, he's for so just, long now. <laughs> I keep thinking about Burning, which is an okay movie that he's just yeah, unbelievable yeah. in. Like, just, like... Like, oh, my God. I mean, like, this is, this is like, Lara Corner. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just, like... Stephen Yeun and Burning, like, I'm just sitting, I saw that at London Film Festival, yeah. and so I'm, like, sitting there, a big screen, like, and I'm just like, is he the best looking man alive? <laughs> like, has anyone ever been this good? Like, No, literally, what? literally. <laughs> Burning, yes, <laughs> correct. <laughs> He's so charming in that movie as well, like, so oh evil God, and, and so charming, evil. and oh, I love it so much. <laughs> And he's really great in Oakja. Yeah. And, like, he's just, yeah, he's, like, been so good for so long now. I never watched The Walking Dead. See, I did, I, yeah, I did, and, and he was good in that, but he wasn't, like... I mean, I think that he, he got more out of that character than was there, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. you can yeah. you can tell when someone is just, like, a kind of supporting person on one of these shows and then, like, does a good enough job that they end up being really important kind of later on. But I'm glad yeah. he stepped away from it and, like, did other stuff. And it's so interesting to learn that he's like a comedy guy. Like oh, he came he? up at like Second City in Chicago. That's yeah, cool. like he's like he started out with like yeah, like people who are like now on SNL. Yeah. Like which is so strange. Wow. Because he's so like and I think that is really that really speaks to a truth or at least something that I really stand by is that like comedic actors can sometimes be the best dramatic actors mm, because mm-hmm. they understand like what makes if uh, to understand what makes something funny you also have to kind of understand what makes something sad yeah and so it makes perfect sense to me that that's like his background because he he like does so much wonderful underplaying in this movie and he's so like restrained and like so like <laughs> you can see like everything on his face yeah. despite the fact that He's not like, you know, there are those rare kind of outbursts of emotion, but everything else is so internal, Mm. but you never like miss a beat with him. He's so present whenever he's on screen. And just, yeah, he's so great. And yeah, like you say, it's a movie full of like really amazing performances all around and each of them expresses something so different about like like the role of a family Mm. in general and like the role of you know being an immigrant family specifically and uh, you know yeah the things that the sacrifices that you make as a parent and like the things you learn when you're a child about how the things that the sacrifices that your parents make Mm. and like it just yeah Minari is such a special film it's so lovely and just delicately made and told and like 
yeah I'm so glad that it's I think this weird year has been really great in some ways because it's allowed movies that are kind of smaller and more you know that would have sunk kind of under the weight of like the big boys of award season you know um had they not kind of come out in a quieter year so I'm really glad that it's getting all the shine it deserves. It's cool that it's really cool that we're talking about two like these two movies as being like the potential like that that <laughs> yeah I know these just right? kind of it's like so weird <laughs> character based like small scale like yeah. intimate yeah. movies yeah. are like the totally. ones that have chances yeah. like uh, that's such a great I wonder if that that marks like an actual change or if it's just the strange year that we've that we've been in yeah i don't know it does feel like it's like an oscar year that is so much more in line with like the oscars in like the 70s and the 80s like it's like these are like i mean yeah sure you've got kind of a movie like i don't know something like the trial of the chicago seven which is like was a paramount movie Mm. before it went on netflix and like you know that would have been a big kind of awards play for them in theory but yeah it's it is so strange i mean it I hope that I think because this is what I think the Oscars should be for Mm. right like you know people talk a lot about oh you know the Oscars don't nominate popular movies like they need to be nominating you know superhero movies or like things that people actually see blockbusters yeah and it's like well yeah but like (laughs) I don't want them to do that if the movies aren't good like I don't want them to throw x thing a nomination if it's not going to be worth them nominating I I was just thinking about um, the Dark Knight, and I actually can't remember. They didn't nominate the Dark Knight, right? But that was kind of not like in picture when they, yeah. But that was no. like the point at which they were like, maybe we should add some more, yeah, numbers. But like, that's the kind of thing where like, if you nominated that, then I could see that's kind of if you if you have the foresight and the understanding of the in, like the industry, you can be like, this is a sea change. Like this is something mm. that's like clearly making a difference to the kind of culture in the future. And like, I think mm. rather than to just be like, what are people watching? now to be talking about like what are people going to be making following on from this is kind of an interesting way to look at it and I mean I think that's part of the thing with like with the moonlight win which is still I think the kind of best one that's happened in recent times I mean Parasite also I think is going to be important for that in that respect as well but like to be like this is this is a kind of movie that wouldn't have been able to get made or seen by people like five years before it before then and and to be like we're marking this and we're being like we are representatives of like a certain sect of hollywood and to be like okay so this is something that we're valuing right now and that is probably going to get made more of and things like that i, I just yeah i think and i think that the oscars it's funny because you talk you talk, think about like the oscars in during the not that we're in a kind of new hollywood time right now but like i because i've been reading about it like the start of new hollywood like the way it kind of like was a little slow to kind of figure out like like Bonnie and Clyde didn't win even though people loved it and people saw it but then uh, Midnight Cowboy did win and they like kind of caught up to like what was kind of happening and it it's interesting to see like because I do think that they're usually behind like like before they've been behind <laughs> right like they're like whatever all of the stuff in like the 90s the kinds of like whatever the Gandhis of the of the world like that kind of movie like is kind of not cool to anyone and yeah. like didn't represent what was next but I don't know. It's not like Green Book represents what's next either. But like... I was gonna say, yeah, like we've got, like we're still kind yeah, of there. Yeah. You know, we've got the Green Books of the yeah. world. It's just, it, I just, it, if if the Oscars is gonna move somewhere positive, I think from where it is now, I, I would like it to move into like, yeah, celebrating stuff that's something different. Yeah, totally. In a way that like Minari, Nomadland, and everything. Yeah, like I think they are different to what we've been 
given by yeah exactly yeah yeah cool yay <laughs> yay Minari yay, we Minari. love it wonderful wonderful Minari I have to talk about Elizabeth People. Moss and that's it I think yeah yeah, I need to. Yeah, and I need to talk about Mads Mikkelsen. Oh yeah, <laughs> two two of us picking people that we both Mads. like. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to yeah. go first? Do you um, want to talk about Mads? I mean, I mean, what's there to say about Mads? Mads like, I mean, first. I I really like another round. Another round is both really fun and really sad. Yeah, like it's, yeah. It's such a great combination of like it pulls off that tonal swing. So yeah, well. yeah. It's delicately done. I think the thing about him is that like everyone knows that he's good right mm, like mm. we all know that he's good and like i've seen him in things for so long now you know when i was there when hannibal was a big <laughs> and like you know yeah. in the trenches on yeah. tumblr or yeah. whatever um but every time i watch him in a movie and i think especially in a movie where he's speaking game like when yeah. he gets to speak in his native language you like it's like something clicks and you're like oh my god he's so good like, yeah he's like yeah. the most charismatic man like he is so easy to watch and like he's so you are drawn to him in such a way he's such a yeah he's such a movie star I know. like it's so crazy and he's like the weirdest looking man he but he's so such handsome. a great face like and like yeah he's got like a truly like um mountain of a face yeah like. <laughs> yeah it's great and yeah it was just it was a movie i wasn't like i knew people really liked yeah. it and obviously it's like it's gotten a uh best foreign film nomination yeah. and they've given a nomination to thomas vinterberg which is really yeah, cool. cool um and like i'm glad that it's getting like all the plaudits that it's getting because i really didn't expect anything mm-hmm. from it and i was like oh no this thing is really good like yeah. it's a really tight like funny sad like it yeah like i said it plays that tonal shift so well and he is you know part of an ensemble but he's so like what i love about his performance in that movie is that it takes you know the thing about him that is so compelling which is just how charismatic he can be Mm. and like plays it against itself because you're like you love spending time with him in those moments where he is being like fun and like engaging and like you know the whole premise of the movie is that like you're like oh this is kind of working yeah like you're like you're you buy into the bit yeah and then obviously the shifts happen and you're like oh no like yeah. this is what like i can't believe i've been going along with this for as long as i have been and you're like oh god yeah this man is a mess yeah <laughs> and it it's so well done and he like it's because you buy him as like the world's most interesting man yeah that, that it works so well when you're like oh <laughs> he's ruining his life oh my god <laughs> like yeah it's just yeah it's like like i said it's just a delight to watch him um he's so i mean yeah he, like he's been so good for so long he's such and, a like, professional i think yeah like, he's, he's just such like, a pro. He's such a strange man but like like just we'll just do the <laughs> he is a strange but like whatever man. is asked of him of the role like he'll be like as weird or as like bottled as he is in that movie like kind of not even bottled yeah. just like the start of that is just so kind of like empty almost He's so repressed yeah, yeah exactly and then like can just be like insane and stuff if he has to be and like yeah the dance sequence at the end is still just the best oh, thing yeah. like it's the a, joyful yeah, just, thing like it's just so great yeah it's such a release and like you cry and it yeah. just yeah it's great it's great it's a really great movie and he's really great in it yeah um and i love to see him you know you love to see him <laughs> you do love to see him you really do he is the bitch <laughs> he is after the all bitch. he is the bitch <laughs> should we talk about elizabeth moss yeah lizzie moss this movie is so strange and like i, I haven't seen any other josephine decker stuff but 
like I, I thought about seeing Madeline's Madeline, but I'm like, that's too much of my name. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Spelt right as well for once. Anyway, um, yeah, like I, I, she's just so. Another one where I'm just like, like I love a kind of beautiful person who's just willing to be like weird and gross in like a movie <laughs> yeah, because I am yeah. weird and gross and I enjoy <laughs> seeing weird and gross people. <laughs> Lizzie Moss is maybe like the most weird and the most gross in like ninety percent of the things that she exactly. does. Exactly, it's great. I love that. And, it's really great. And just like her, like just swooping around this like old house in like <laughs> like shouting at people and being just caustic and like. Yeah, she's such a little gremlin. It's in that so movie. good. She's just like surrounded by paper and like oh bile, and like she's yelling at Michael Stolberg. Michael like, Stolberg. Ah, uh, I love him. <laughs> so hot. Yeah, Shirley is great. Shirley is so a movie for people with an English degree. Yeah, I'm like, this is great. I love it so much. That's like I wish I was like talented enough to get away with acting like she does. Like that's that's the vibe yeah, of the movie. Yeah. Although I do slightly act like she does, and it probably isn't charming. That's but like, like, yeah, I just I was just rewatching Mad Men um, again, um, and and she's so like in that show she's so I mean she's just phenomenal. But like the the difference between that performance and her performance in Shirley is just like absolutely night and day. And she's just perfect in both, and I'm just like, this person is going to be like, has she has she been nominated for an Oscar yet? She probably hasn't, right? Because she no, doesn't make a lot of she like. Hasn't. People wanted her in for her smell. Yeah, last year, yeah, she was great. Which in that. like good. Yeah. yeah, she should have. Yeah, but like the, I think, yeah, I don't know if she's going to keep doing the kind of like these same kinds of movies. I hope she does. I keep. She, I hope she keeps doing like weird shit. Like, yeah, but yeah. I do think another. She's another one of those people. Obviously, she's not early in her career, but like anything she does, I'm like, I'm there. Like, yeah. whatever it is. I watched a whole two series of The Handmaid's Tale for you, and it was not great, <laughs> but I did it anyway because she's so good. Uh, yeah, and like so top of the good. lake. I was just thinking about top, top of the, the lake. lake the I was day. just about yeah. to say. Just, oh my god, that show uh. is just <laughs> like. Oh my god. Jane Campion. Oh my god. Oh, Jane Campion. My god. Jane Campion is too powerful for me. I just can't. <laughs> like That's the reason like she can't make movies anymore. Yeah. She's like I can't do it. I've the world is I've given too much away. <laughs> the world just Jane isn't Campion's the world like isn't witch. ready like for <laughs> for like the well of truth yeah. that she's drank at. Like I don't know. Like just <laughs> Yeah, we don't deserve her. We don't deserve her. Literally, we don't deserve her. (laughs) Truly, Um, literally. I would love to see a Jane Campion movie with Elizabeth Moss as the I was about to say, if I think if maybe if she makes like another The Piano. Yeah. And like The Piano is. I saw The Piano a couple. I saw it when it got re released. Like I saw it in cinemas, which was really fun. And I think I thought that it was, like, going to be a much more sort of staid period drama mm, than it mm-hmm. actually is. That's the thing I love about The Piano, is that you're like, this is like a like an awardsy mm. period drama, right? And then you're like, oh, no, this movie is horny and unhinged. It's you're like, muddy crazy. and horny, and Harvey <laughs> Keitel is just doing yeah. some stuff. Everyone's, like, covered in water at all yes. times, and it's just like, there's, like, mulch, and it's oh, just, God. it's so great. It's so good. But, yeah, if Jane Campion can sneak another one of those out, and, that would like, be great. Yeah. somehow people latch onto it without yeah. being like, oh, this movie's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, please do that. I'd love that for, for her and for Lizzie. Yeah, so. that would be great. <sighs> yeah, Shelley's really good. She's really good. Yes. Great, we did it. it. We did it. We did it.
Yeah. After <laughs> over, goodbye. Um, no. Do you want to do a winner? Do you have a winner? Del Rillen. Yeah, I was gonna say me too. <laughs> like it's like yeah, what more? There's like, no, just, there's no. Yeah, yeah that's no like competition. One of the best performances of the like. <laughs> yeah, like one of the best performances I've ever seen. No, in any, literally, which literally. is so insane. <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, it's just yeah. How do yeah, you? He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. We did Great. it. <laughs> Actors done. Yay. Yay! We can talk about ensembles now, yes. which is fun. Yes. And I've got quite a lot of overlap in this category, yeah, me too. so we can, uh, you know, we can speed through it. Yeah, I mean, not speed through it, but we can like get through <laughs> speed, it speed through it as if we've ever sped through <laughs> so anything. So we'll take like an hour, you know. <laughs> spend an hour on this. It's gonna be longer than the first recording. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not. It's gonna be shorter. It's gonna be shorter. We're still under three hours and we're like nearly done. <laughs> we're still under three hours. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why do we do this? I don't know. Who let us do this? <laughs> You're the one who has to edit this. I mean, do you? I, I, I can edit okay. it, honestly. I'm but... fine. Clearly, I'm like, you know, I'm so punishment. far gone yeah. on the point of like editing. I'm like, I will do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, if this thing needs editing, by God, I will edit it. So. <laughs> oh, God. Ah, okay. Ensemble. Okay. Let's do it. Do you want to just, all, okay. just list them out? Did you did you pick five? I How picked many five, pick? yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, cool. Just checking. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Ten. Ten ensemble movies. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Every movie. <laughs> This guy was great. This guy was great. Carry yeah, on. True. Carry on. Just list them out. <laughs> list them out. Okay. Yeah. Ensemble. I have uh, One Night in Miami, Minari, Promising Young Woman, The Five Bloods, and Trial of the Chicago. <laughs> we have one different. <laughs> really? <laughs> Promising Young Woman, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah mine are The Five Bloods, Minari, One Night in Miami, Rocks, Trial of the Chicago 7. Oh, I wanted Rocks to, is lovely. I wanted to talk great. about Rocks, so... That's great. And yeah, I wanted to talk about Promising Young Woman. <laughs> and I realised, like, as I was filling this category out, that I was like, oh, this is a perfect ensemble movie, actually, because mm. there's, like, 20 billion guys in it, yeah. and all of them are, like, so well cast. Yeah. And, like, this movie has Alfred Molina show up oh for God. five minutes, uncredited, Molina, Molina and almost out made that, park. like, a five-star movie to me. Like, that scene <laughs> just so played crazy. alone, I'm like, perfect. Oh, what could be better than this? He's so good in that scene like oh my god and like yeah he's literally uncredited like you're not expecting him at all i love him so much (sighs) i love him so much he's so great (laughs) this is is, is the laura and maddie character actors corner like (laughs) well yeah pretty much right yeah Yeah. (laughs) so we've we talked a lot about minari we've talked a lot about one night in miami we've talked a lot about the five bloods yeah uh, you want to do Shy 7? Should mm-hmm. we do it? Let's do it. Let's, Let's talk about it. the boys. <laughs> Let's hear it for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, I... I don't know. One of those movies where, like, I watch, I was watch, I saw it in the cinema, and what... Uh, I didn't know who was in it, really, before I went in. Like, it was just like, oh, it's an Aaron Sorkin movie. I'm like, interested. <laughs> Jeremy like, Strong. <laughs> Jeremy Strong. Literally Jeremy Strong. And then, and then, like every so, like Mark Rylance shows up, and I like squeal. Uh-huh. And then, like twenty minutes later, they like I hear a voice, and I'm like, "Could it be? It's him. He's here, Batman himself." <laughs> like, 
it's Michael <laughs> Keaton, Keaton with with the greatest face anyone has ever had in cinema and and just knocking it out of the park and I'm like great thank you <gasps> thank you so uh, much it is like that's the moment in the movie where it's like <laughs> it reminds me of like you know when like pop stars do um like really big elaborate tours and mm. they like come out of the floor like yeah. on a platform yeah. it's like they're just like rising out of the stage and everyone's like <laughs> like it's just screaming that's how i felt about michael keaton showing up in charlotte chicago's head it's like he arrives like on a float like oh they're God. like drifting him in and everyone's just so like much. like cheering and like people are crying and like throwing things <laughs> That might be the best piece of direction Sorkin does in that movie, like an understanding that, like I introducing Michael. Yeah, like, 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 but like the way it, it, I do think it literally is. You hear his voice, and then there's like a cut to like yeah. his like him in a chair, and I'm just like, yes, you've given this the appropriate amount of like, like weight. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know what? Yeah, this is you're doing. like this is the big reveal. Yeah, <laughs> the Keaton Michael drop. Keaton is in here. God. I'm the same. I had genuine. I completely forgot yeah, he was in it, yeah. and then he showed up, and it's like, oh, it's just like somebody like delivering you a beautiful gift. You're it's like, just, wow, yeah. like this is blessed, moved, thankful. Like, Truly. thank you so much, Aaron Sorkin, for this gift. And I mean, you know, it. I mean, it's a silly movie. It's so. It's really silly. silly. Like, it is a. It is a. <laughs> it is like. I'm going to quote it again because I love it so much. Uh, Cam Austin Collins' review of this movie. Mm. Uh, describes it as three kids in a trench coat pretending to be a movie. I'm like, <laughs> that's totally it. Like, it's so perfect. It's it like, like, this isn't a movie. It's like people playing dress up and like pretending. See, like, it's like yeah. civil rights for dummies. Like, you're just like. You can see every seam in this movie. Like, every yeah. like stitch that's been done to put this thing together. Like, the wigs are terrible. The costuming is kind of great, kind of terrible. <laughs> The editing sucks. Like it's just all like what. You, but and then the the product is just like I think I think because genuinely it's just that Aaron Sorkin understands the beats of how to tell a story and how to get a satisfying ending to something yeah. just by virtue of having done it so many times. Like it, it like yeah. genuinely just like the kind of like formula like a formula for Hollywood filmmaking of how to get a reaction out of people and it just works and it is quite hard to do that like it it just and it works because everyone is kind of I mean I think yeah I think Sasha Baron Cohen is the person who understands the tone of the movie better than like most of the other and maybe and I would say Mark Rylance as well who's kind of having a kind of strange fun time with it like (laughs) Right, whereas like someone like frank langella who is good in it i guess but it just doesn't understand that this is like yeah like you said it's it's fast it's just like, <laughs> like it's yeah basically yeah like i mean we were blessed enough to see mark rylance in person we doing, were like, bits he's so at the Globe, good and like he's such a joyful like, yeah closely like, you know yeah like you know they're not that dis- like him playing I can't even remember. He's in a... It's a we saw a He's Thelma, Iago? Right? Iago? Yeah. Is it Iago? Iago, thank yeah. you. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like a hop, skip and a jump from no, that, truly. even though he's, like, playing a morally righteous person yeah. in this. But, like, it's the same thing. Like, he kind of is, like, explaining a lot of yeah. stuff. And, like, convincing. And, like, obviously he's a lawyer. Like, yeah. that's, you know, that's what... That makes perfect sense that that's his role in this. And, like, he's... Uh, he just, like, he's the most 
it's so weird that he's just like a guy yeah. like, he's just like some random like british theater actor and now it's like oh my god mark rylance is here like, why is this exciting mark rylance one of my favorite actors just like he's just like a guy handsome i guess but not like you know i'm not like attracted to mark rylance but i'm just like <laughs> I love him so much and he makes me happier than almost any other actor to like see him <laughs> yeah. do things. Yeah. Like just yeah. love to watch him to do stuff. I don't know. He's just so great. Yeah. You haven't seen uh, Ready Player One, have you? No. I, I no. know I, I will at some point. That's one of those ones that I know I'm gonna hate, but I also might love. Yeah. Like it's just like The thing yeah. about Ready Player One is that I think and this is definitely a me opinion, is that, like, even when Spielberg is bad, he's kind of good. Yeah. Like, it hits me in, like, a, you know, the, it, 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 you know, brings me a warmth yeah. inside, you know? Um, but the one thing about that movie that I really enjoy is Mark Rylance, who is just playing, like, he's got this wig Yeah, on, I've seen the and wig. He just, and, like, I can't even begin to describe his performance <laughs> in that movie. It's so strange. And you're like, you think, and again, like, it's kind of like, you're the only person that gets this. Yeah, like, you're yeah. the only person that's, like, saying the quiet part loud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, he thinks it's, he thinks Ready Player One is silly, and he thinks Trial of the Chicago 7 totally, is silly. Yeah. And, like, it's, you know. He probably just thinks that movies are silly, like, <laughs> yeah. which is reasonable. Like, they are. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Rodden's was alive when, like, movies didn't exist. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> that's not true. Mark Rylance is like 105 years old. Like, yeah, Mark Rylance was around when like Cinemascope was invented. So it's just like he's like, yeah, I don't know, I don't care. I could just go read a book or something. He's like, like the same know. age as my mum. He's not that old. <laughs> no, he's not that old. He does feel yeah. that. He does feel it. He feels like like. A timeless man. He has sort of Doctor Who energy. Totally. Like, I'm like, he has like been around trickster, for like, like trickster years. god, like, energy, like, where he's just, yeah. like, fucking things yeah. up a little bit, but, like, yeah. oh, I love him so much. Uh, yeah. Rylance Corner. Um, but, yeah, ensemble. And, like, just, like, good. John Carroll Lynch. There's a yeah. Oh, himself. Oh. Great. Someone um, I can't separate that from, but he's so great in, in Twilight of Chicago 7. Like, yeah, he is great. Yeah. You know? Always great. He is. Great face. Always Very yeah, doughy yeah. in a way that I really appreciate. I love that yeah. interface. And, like, I love that he's just, like, playing a nice guy. Yeah, like, yeah. He just seems like a, like a, like a fairly chill yeah. dude. He's just like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I got here either, you know? The guy who um, plays Bobby Seale yeah. is also amazing. I can't remember his name now. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, um, something. Uh, Abdul Mateen. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. He's so good. He's really super. Really, really Such super. Such an impossible thing to do as well. Yeah. Like, and he gets so little to do. Yeah. Like, he is so, he is so underserved by the script. Yeah. Uh, but he's a real star. Like he's going places. Yeah, like that exactly. guy is. You know, he doesn't need this fucking no. fucking movie. Yeah, like, exactly. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> and of course, the boys. Like boys. you know, the boys. Oh, Sasha and Jez. You know, <laughs> Jez. <laughs> we love them. <laughs> Jez. <laughs> Jezza. No. Uh, um, he's my boy. Buddy. I love him so. <laughs> he has an egg, Lara. He has an egg. He does. He does have an egg. He has an egg. He has a wig. He <laughs> is so small. What if... Oh my god, I just realised Shroud of the Chicago 7 is a what if one friend was short and one was tall movie. I have to tell you, my... So, so my flatmates are getting married. Um, not... Well, to each other, but like, they're dating. Anyway. Um, 
but like the one of my friends <laughs> one of my friends was like can I have like a cheat sheet for like how to talk to your parents because they're going to be at the wedding like what should I talk to them about and she was like saying she's in the shower and she was like oh you could talk about like one of you is tall and the other one is small that's true for my parents as well <laughs> and I'm just like that's so true so true that is an important important thing to talk oh, to people about it is it's the dynamic. It's one key. friend is short it's and one key. is tall. It's it's it is. It's vital, <laughs> I reckon. It's key to their dynamic, I think, in this movie. <laughs> I want them to be in more things together. I want Sasha Baron Cohen to be on succession now. I'm oh like, yeah, hell yeah. Show, right? so I basically good. want the entire cast of this movie to now just go and be on succession <laughs> instead. Like Rylance would Rylance be phenomenal. Succession. Keaton would be phenomenal. Uh. <sighs> Truly. I think the the thing that I maybe the thing that I love most about succession and there are countless like endless innumerable the innumerable things that i love about <laughs> succession but i think what i love most is that like it seems like they're just gonna like wheel out some character actors yeah. every season and then like send them away yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like yeah we got holly hunter and now she's gone and we've got <laughs> i was gonna say peter bogdanovich <laughs> that's sopranos <laughs> <laughs> Every time he's on Sopranos, I'm like, he's back! Why is he back? Why did he get on the show on like 10 episodes? Anyway, um, Sopranos Corner. But yeah, yeah, every now and then, yeah. I hope that's what they, I hope that they just get more and more famous. Like, (laughs) yeah. yeah. By the time we're on like season five of Succession, they're going to, they'll wheel out Keaton for a couple of episodes and get him to do some stick. That'd be great. Please. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a problematic fave. We love to hate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but it's so fun. I just have so much fun with it. It yeah. just makes me like smile. You know, to watch yeah. actors I like doing bits, doing Sorkin bits. Yeah. Like is something that like you know hits my pleasure center. Like yeah. you know, just I think it's makes me just, happy. It's like more rare than it should be that I have like a like a proper emotional reaction to a movie where it's not just like this is good. Or like whatever it is, and like to to be just like gleeful at a movie is like <laughs> yeah. quite rare. Just be like, oh yeah. man, like yeah. I love You're cinema. Like, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. Hollywood is good, and then afterwards I'm like, Hollywood is bad. But bad. also that was fun. Like, <laughs> yeah. I guess it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I think it's good. Yeah. I remember you telling me that people like stood up and clapped they at did. the end of your screening. Which Literally. Is and it went over my friend Kieran, who is like the most kind of unwilling to deal with, like he doesn't like any Spielberg stuff. Like he does, well, that's not true, but he's just like not willing to deal with that, like that kind of American Hollywood right. kind of vibe. Sentimentality, and he was, yeah. he was working at the cinema when I saw it and I, and I was like grinning at him after and he was like, I really liked that. And I'm like, you liked it? What? That's amazing. It won you over? incredible <sighs> so it like does. it just yeah clearly there's something there yeah i just exactly. don't think it's like a bad it's like a good movie wrapped up in a bad movie <laughs> yeah it's like a, like a i don't know like a cadbury chocolate bar i don't know like you <laughs> like know what i mean egg. yeah like a cream exactly yeah it's just it's kind of gross and not good for you but it's really like satisfying and like yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. like it's like a really disgusting like it's like drunk food yeah like, yeah you're exactly. like i know this is disgusting but right now this feels like the best thing exactly. in the world exactly oh <laughs> uh, okay ah what was your other what oh was your, rocks um... i want to talk about rocks i mostly put oh, this yeah, in there because talk about rocks. i think it's such a sweet movie and i the casting is just so great and like every it's it's so it's about because i feel like people probably this is kind of the one thing that i've mentioned that people may not have like heard of but um 
it's like a little British movie directed by Sarah Gavron and it's about um, these kids whose whose mum kind of just leaves them, like runs away basically. And um, the older sister like trying to deal with like looking after her brother and like trying to go and going to school and like looking for her mother and like all of this kind of thing. But it's like very kind of light and behavioural and like all of the actors have such great chemistry with each other. Like the way they all talk to each other is so realistic and so exactly how like teenagers interact with each other. And like the moments of like real kind of deep care that they have for each other. Like there's the two, I can't remember... I can't remember any of the characters' names, but the the main girl and her friend, like, her friend lets her stay at her house, and there's just, like... It's just, like, a, oh, a kind of, like... Yeah. I love that. Completely, scene. like, of course you're going to stay here. Like, why, like, I would give you any... Like, you're my best friend. Like, it's just that kind of, like, that teenage girl thing of just being, like, completely devoted to each other, but in, like, not a way that you would be, like... I don't know, that you, you kind of like razz on each other. I keep saying razz on each other. It's not something I've ever said before. <laughs> yeah, you keep um, saying razz. You've become like a gangster. <laughs> like a 50s um, gangster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got Dick Tracy on the brain. <laughs> I have got Dick Tracy on the brain. Amanda Seafood in Mank on the brain. Anyway, um, yeah, no, just like, just kind of like poking at each other, I guess is what I mean. But also just having that like incredible care for each other that they have. And yeah, and it's great. And it seems, it's like just really like heartwarming but in like an actual genuine way like not in a kind of overdone way but yeah i think it's on netflix it's yeah it is on netflix it's a really lovely movie oh and when you're you you have so much on you when you're a teenager but you kind of don't realize it and like the way she's trying to be the grown-up and trying to be like taking but like is not capable of doing it completely and like eventually has to realize that like as much as she wants to be grown-up she isn't and like yeah she needs more time kind of thing it's just great great movie yeah it is great it is great and i won't talk to too long about promising young women because i don't feel like i actually have i understand entirely why people don't dislike uh, why people dislike promising young women and i don't think it's a movie that's perfect yeah any stretch of the imagination but the thing i like about it is that it feels insane to me that this movie is like nominated for best yeah it's so not like yeah yeah it feels like something that should be released on like uh, like shudder or something like it's like not a movie that should like exist in this realm for me even though i think it's like well made and like well performed obviously i think it's well performed but you know where it kind of ends up going um is such a like (laughs) it's so goofy like that was Mm. my read on it is that i'm like this is kind of really silly actually and like i like that it's like (sighs) you know the way i think the movie works is that it does pull the rug kind of out from under you and sort of has more interesting ideas. I think more interesting ideas than it's kind of aware of almost, Mm. you know? And like, yeah, it's a complicated one for me, but I, I think it sort of strikes me as a movie that's like, we kind of, we spoke about this when we were talking about, um, oh my God, a scarecrow. When we were talking about scarecrow, we were like, if this is the best screenplay that you've ever read, this movie's going to be kind of a letdown. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of how this... Like, I feel like they probably... Someone probably picked up that script and was like, this is a fucking great script. And then, yeah. like, it kind of become became a movie that's kind of... Like, it doesn't translate necessarily as well as it does on the page. Yeah. But to get to the point of the matter, um, I really like all the performances in this movie. Carrie is, like, my girl. I've loved yeah. her from, like... I've loved her forever. Yeah. She's so good in this. It's so nice to get see her 
get to do something that is so different from mm. a lot of the things that she's done and I think she's a really undervalued resource in the like wells of like white British ladies mm. that we have you know yeah um she has a lot more range and a lot more to give as a actress than mm. she is kind of frequently given I suppose mm. like it's interesting that we talk about Sarah Gavron because she like made suffragette like mm. she's in that sort of kind of period British drama. period drama yeah. like whole and it was really nice to get her see her get to do something you know kind of more in line with her performance in movies like shame or in like mm. drive you know mm-hmm. like movies where she kind of gets to do something else and um yeah i love her bo burnham is like amazing in this I movie love bo burnham so much. <laughs> and like a tall uh, yeah love him. <laughs> so tall in a on a podcast of like short kings <laughs> he is the tallest man <laughs> Uh, and amazing I love like all the supporting guys like you get Adam Brody for five minutes you get McLovin for five minutes <laughs> you get like uh, Sam Richardson from Veep for like which is great yeah. obviously Melina like I mean oh like Jennifer Cool, like the, her parents oh Jennifer yeah, Coolidge and stuff. yeah like um great um yeah, it's just like, oh, Alison Brie is yeah, so good. Yeah, she's so good. Um, she's always the same character now, I feel like, which is so funny, but yeah, she's great. Yeah, I wish it. she got, yeah, but she's really good at it. Like, yeah. if she can if she can play, like, uptight, waspy ladies yeah. for the rest of yeah. her life, then good for her, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's like a movie full of performances that I really like, and it's a fun ensemble, you know? Yeah. And I think that it's, as somebody who, like, I really appreciate, I, you know, for a long time I wanted to, like, go into casting. And so yeah. I think that the casting of this movie is so smart. Like, yeah. it, it is, and it's so rare that you kind of, you know, I think when people talk about casting, it's very easy to get swept up in, like, what people look like. Mm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, especially when you talk about, like, like adaptation and stuff like that. You're like, oh, you know, this person really looks like Batman or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know. You talk about how people look, but I think that this, you know, casting this movie in the way that they have is a real testament to, like, what good casting is. Like, how you kind of use the role of an actor or, like, the perception of actors to, like, enhance the story that you're telling. Totally. So, yeah, really, this is, like, an award for the casting director (laughs) of Promising Young Woman, but, you know... We'll 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 give it to all of them. Yeah. To Bo Burnham for being tall and for singing Britney Spears. Not Britney Spears. <laughs> Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. <laughs> Such a good scene. Uh, yeah. That film was cooking with gas for the like first half hour, and then I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I hate this so much. I don't know. I yeah. I just uh, just to talk about my feelings on that movie. I was just talking about it last night because my flatmates watched it and hated it. So we were like talking about about that. Um, just the 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 anti-climax of it is what bothers me the most i think Uh, see that's what i really like yeah i hate it i really hate it like just i just want to see some men get killed sometimes man like especially especially knowing that like she wrote it in 2017 like in the aftermath of all of the like weinstein stuff and to be like what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna not murder these people i'm gonna teach them a lesson maybe and then what's gonna happen in the end is that the woman is gonna get killed and i'm like thank you thank you <laughs> like that's like a productive way of i think it is uh, like but i also don't i don't think that the movie is as smart as it wants to be like i don't think it is, mm-hmm. has like enough nuance there for me to be charitable with it if that makes sense like i don't yeah. i don't feel good enough about it to be like oh, okay it's like <laughs> trying some stuff like yeah 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 
I think yeah, my I think my yeah, I understand. I think the the version of promising young woman that I like is not the version that it is. If that makes yeah, sense, like yeah. I like the idea of what I think this movie is, but I don't. What it actually is is probably something different. But yeah, I don't know. I'm willing to give it more credit for trying things than yeah. You are, yeah, no, <laughs> I I have a hard time with that completely. With stuff yeah. that that tries stuff, I yeah, I have a hard time with trying and failing. Oh, see, I'm like, yeah. great, like, you you, you try. I love Good something job. that's just like, like, I was just thinking, it's not at all related, but I just saw a clip from Bullworth today, which is the most stupid movie in the entire world. And it's a clip of, like, of Warren Beatty just rapping, and it's just atrocious, it's so embarrassing. And I love that movie, even though it's awful, because it's just like, he's not, he just knows that it's ridiculous, and he's just like, I'm just going to do this insane, ridiculous thing. But you and just, just love like, Warren Beatty. That's true. Like, that's not That's true. But I just think, I think, like, a movie like this, if it really lent into, like, stylized, if it was, like, more, like, I'm thinking about, like, the, the aesthetics of it, like, how kind of, like, pink and sort of mm, weird it is. Girly kind of, and, like, yeah. And, like, Tumblr-ish, like, vibes. Like, if it just yeah. lent, like, even further into that, like, I just want it to be just, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want it to just, like... Yeah. You want it to settle on being a thing, you know? Whereas I'm the I'm the opposite. I'm like yeah, like I like that this is like kind of a mess, you know. Yeah, because I do enjoy messes. That's the thing. That's what I'm trying to say. Like I do enjoy messes, but I just didn't. I think this one didn't have it enough. Maybe yeah. I didn't have enough yeah. goodwill going into it, and yeah. then like that's yeah, fair. I don't know. But yeah. there's like a universe in which I can get stuff out of this movie. I think, but yeah, yeah. just didn't happen. But yeah, there we have it. Yay! Yay! I love that we like cheer for ourselves every time. I'm so tired, Clara. I'm so tired. Look, now all we have to do is read a list of names, and then we can wrap things up. Let's do picture. So picture. Let's do picture. Should I go first? You go first. You go first. I went first last time. Okay, I'm doing eight, eight to one. Um, so Judas and the Black Messiah, number eight. One Night in Miami, number seven. The Five Bloods, The August Virgin, Minari, Martin Eden. First cow, Nomadland. Mine are alphabetical. So, sure. Uh, I have another round. Baccarat, The Five Bloods, First Cow, Never Really, Sometimes Always, Nomadland, uh, Minari, Sound of Metal, and Trial of the Chicago. <laughs> I almost put that back on. Like, last <laughs> night, I was just looking at my list, and I'm like, am I going to do it? No. <laughs> but you know what? I'm a sentimental fool, and... Yeah. Sen- I love stupid, sentimental, liberal bullshit. <laughs> it's unfortunate. But yeah, we've drunk the at the well of Aaron Sorkin. Unfortunately, what's your best picture, Maddie? Oh no, Madland. Uh, my best picture is Best Cow. Can I be yeah. annoying and talk about the two things that I haven't talked about yet? Yeah, of course you can. Do it. <laughs> yeah, so the August Virgin, I like had that in categories before, but in, when we smushed everything together, it it, it missed out. But that was something that I saw at the film festival. And like the, I think the first thing I saw, and it's just like the like a very kind of just soothing, nice movie about like being in a city in the summertime when it's mostly empty and like making friends with people and just like like being sort of listless in that way when you don't have a job, just kind of like hanging about, like yeah. I just and and all of the like the little conversations that everyone has and the, the like friendship she makes and the people it's sort of like quite religious as well in like a strange way like the August Virgin thing ends up being like a kind of um Mary situation that leaves at the end this kind of like question mark of like it's a little bit like magical realist but like not actually like just some like strange stuff happens along the way. Just made me want to go to Madrid as well. 
It's like a really yeah. nice movie. And one of those ones that I, I don't know how you see that movie or like if it's out or like anything like that. But just like... Yeah. But hit. if you can find it, find yeah. it. Yeah. And then sure. Martin Eden is another one I saw at the film festival, which is just so good and such a maddie movie. Um, <laughs> it's about communism and art and romance and being handsome and Italian. And it's also sort of about <laughs> fascism, which is always interesting. Communism and fascism, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, just like very much my kind of movie. Like I, there was no universe in which I wasn't gonna like. As soon as it's like cut to like some like archive, like stock, like old film footage of people on a boat, and <laughs> like I'm like, boats, yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm so in the pocket for this. Like immediately, <laughs> then it cuts to, like Luca Marinelli's nose, and I'm like, oh, like, oh. What could be better than this? <laughs> the poster should just be like his nose, like yeah. superimposed over like a boat. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, a perfect. Old boat. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's for Maddie. It's for Maddie. It's um, for <laughs> Yeah, I love love that movie so much. And I I had a conversation with people like who saw it at the festival and were like, oh, that's the least, my least favorite thing that I saw. And I'm like, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we did it. <sighs> We did. Wait, I have one to talk oh, about too. Oh, I have Baccarat. Oh yeah, of Baccarat. course, of course. Baccarat. Good movie. Uh, Baccarat rules. It's just like, um, you know, I wanted to give like a sort of genre movie mm. like a place on my list because I feel like that represents the stuff that I, you know, like. And Baccarat is a pretty small movie, but it's like really fun and really kind of, yeah, it's just so much fun. Like yeah. I, I, it's on movie right now. I think I think they have the distribution right, so it's on maybe forever, presumably. Um, it's just so fun. Like it's got such a big cast, and like it goes in so many directions, and yeah. it's so like it owes so much to movies that I like and like genres that I enjoy, and it's just it sticks the yeah, tonal like, shift so well. Like yeah. that's oh one of those God, yeah. like where I'm yeah. watching it and I'm, I don't know what's going to happen in this thing, and then it's yeah. just like oh that's okay, great, great, yeah. I'm on board immediately, like great, yeah. Yeah, it's so it's so much fun and like such a yeah, it's just fun. Like I don't know how yeah, else to it describe is. it. It's just like it's such a ride. Like you, yeah. you know, you. It's a joy from start to finish. So yeah. much fun and like a great example of like I don't think it was actually I can't remember if it was nominated, but I don't think it was eligible for Oscars or oh, for, okay. for international features or something. Yeah. But I'm I'm not sure it was nominated, but. It's um just yeah like a perfect example of like the kind of movies I would like to be in conversation for stuff like this more often yeah just, like stuff that takes a big swing and like stuff that can be creative and exciting and like weird and you know not necessarily a- like um but it's also like fun like it's yeah. not you know a hard movie to enjoy yeah. and to like you know and I think that uh, you know people still have this perception that like foreign movies are harder to get into and like harder to but it's yeah it's great it's a great time Baccarat two thumbs up <laughs> yeah yeah there we, we said best pictures didn't we yeah there we, we have did. it that's it we're done hooray uh, thank the, the Chino Awards it. are over <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm so tired i'm so tired the sun has gone down <laughs> yeah. do you want to do them it's almost it's, oh, being in summer in glasgow is so nice long days anyway um do you want to talk about the non-2021s yeah, just quickly yeah we just yeah I have, that'd I have be fun Let's five do of it. those i i do think i yeah we we said this on the last record but the movies that i saw that weren't from 2020 in 2020 outdo everything that I like the, the these outdo anything that I've mentioned so far basically <laughs> to me which is a shame yeah. but but like I watched a lot of great 
older movies. So yeah, totally. Yes. Yeah. So red, the red shoes, all that jazz. Taking of Pelham one, two, three, and in the cut. In the Yay. cut, Hive. I too have in Yay. the cut. <laughs> in the cut, uh, opening night. Um, in yeah. uh, I said in the cut already. I was going to say in the cut again. In the cut. <laughs> twice. Uh, <laughs> opening night, uh, Thief in the cut. Um, yee Yee. And I'm like, I've got my list up now. Uh, and I like bolded things rather than taking them out of like my oh, own no. list. And so now I'm like, I can't see what the fourth, the fifth thing is that I bolded. So I'm just going to be like, um, uh, the Muppet movie. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, the Muppet movie. <laughs> Excellent. Truly the Muppet movie. Like, you know, Truly. we joke, but like, yes, the Muppet movie. <laughs> I just realised all of my, like most of mine are about being like a, like a, like a... A Muppet? No. <laughs> well, yeah. Being like a maniac <laughs> artist. Like, just like... <laughs> Oh. Like reds, the red shoes, all that jazz. Like taking a one, two, three. You could argue that in the cut, probably not. But like, I I have such a type. It's so unfortunate. <laughs> well, what is this podcast if not the result of being a maniac artist? True, true, <laughs> true. Well, on that note, perfect place. To end. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Oh, thank you for coming to the first annual. Chino Awards, uh, you know, we'll be at the after party. <laughs> oh, God. The after party is us watching Ishtar, if we have time still. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's my idea of a party. That yeah. Great. <laughs> oh, God, I love Ishtar so much. Everyone should watch Ishtar. That's my PSA. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Watch Ishtar. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> bye.